talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we are recapping season two, episode one, The Kiss. Dun dun dun. season two we're on season two i can't believe it (laughs) i know season two all right i'm done (laughs) now there now there's a train going in my background choo choo but yeah season two i can't believe it and you know what i noticed in this which cracked me up because we made such a big deal about it in the uh season one finale how they're all dressed in winter clothes and in this episode, it's like winter never happened. And they're all yeah. in shorts and summer clothes. It made me laugh. And I do remember Joey, Joey's that. in like a spaghetti strap t- yes. like tank top that first of all, we couldn't even wear when I went to like in my school. You yeah. couldn't wear a spaghetti strap. It had to be like three fingers or something across or something crazy like that. I don't know. Long fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. In this case, Throwback. is when you want the skinny fingers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, so I was like, they just totally ignored that whole thing with, with her running down the dock. Like, even in the opening scene, she's wearing her heavy clothes. He's wearing his, like, wool, sheep wool sweater. And the next day, they're just wearing shorts. Like, nothing ever happened. Like, the, they had a sudden weather change. And um, I also I mean, noticed- it's the East Coast. It could happen. <laughs> I know uh, climate change is real. <laughs> um, it's totally real. But um, they all got new hairdos. They all got their wigs split. Um, I would say the one who is closest to what they always look like is Katie Holmes. She kept They kept her yeah. hair sort of the same. They did this thing with Jen's hair where we know she got her hair cut because it's in the opening credits, but they pinned her hair back to make it look like it's in all these like tiny little twists. And I was like, just make a thing up and say she cut her hair because she was upset. But it's literally following the next day. So um, I don't like Dawson's hair. I think it looks weird. I liked it when it was like a little longer. Um, they they cut it very odd. To, it's very odd haircut to me. Pacey got his uh, frosted tips, which I think was still coming off of when he did Urban Legend. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It um, was kind of blonde then. Yeah. No, it was like platinum blonde in that movie. Yeah. And even uh, Bessie got her hair cut. They cut her hair. So only you would notice these things. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. And then I noticed <laughs> that they, they were dressing Katie Holmes a lot more girly mm-hmm. and a little like sexier, I guess, for that time, because she wasn't wearing like the big jeans and the big sweater. And like you said, she was wearing the spaghetti strap shirt. And um it was almost funny to see how they had Jen dressed because she was just an over, like an over. Well, uh, Jen's in mourning. She's grieving. She's not going to be looking like a sexed up kitten. She's going to be, you know, in frumpy, comfy clothes because she's depressed. That's true. You're right. But yeah, I, um, I can tell that they got money on the show, that they upped the ante, as it were. And mm-hmm. uh, watching this and listening to all the music, which I have all those CDs still took me right back to being 18 when this episode aired i remember being so excited for the season two premiere i went to the wb store with my friend at the time 
and we got the season two posters because they were giving them away for with like a purchase or whatever. And we right. took the train into the city and um, we went to the WB store, which was in the gallery at the time. And um, we got our posters and then we went back and we got we got two of them. So like because I was like, I have to have two. I still have those posters. And I really do since like this is consuming my life again. I want a room where I can just put all my stuff up and then like when I'm podcasting and if we ever have these videos up, I can just have a background of like my Dawson's Creek stuff and you can see how crazy I was. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I Honestly, think well, so that's cool. That's how this office came into being. I wanted a space for my books, my crafts my cricket all of my all of that stuff was taking over my dining room I had it with my lower downstairs was getting cluttered and this space wasn't getting used so we redid it and now everything's on display I got my beautiful bookcases behind me I've got more books over there that you can't see which I reorganized recently I tell you all the time I'm jealous every time you talk about your office and I just wish I always tell Justin I'm like I wish that we had our own spaces so that we could just you could do your tarot. I could do my podcast or like work because yeah. we're working from home still and just have our own separate spaces. I have a friend on Facebook um, who lives in Texas and he and his partner, they have a really nice house and he did like a tour through it. And I'm assuming they have a master bedroom and then they both have their own separate offices. And that's awesome. They have like a Jack and Jill bathroom that goes between between them. So his partner's office was like really nice. And then you go into his office because he's a librarian and he has those like uh like pipe fitting shelves on his wall and he's got like little trinkets and everything everywhere i like his desk i told him i was like i love your office it's so nice made me jealous i was like that's i was like justin we're two gay guys without any kids like i know we live in an apartment we gotta figure this shit out we need to be rich gay guys (laughs) he's like whatever steve Um, it's so hard these days because everything's so expensive but i know i think about like if i had a house i would be all consumed with something happening and i'd be stressed out about that not to mention taxes but Mm -hmm. um you know we've lived here for a long time and it is very comfortable and it's it's convenient for us but i need more space you know i need more space i'm getting i feel like we're sort of outgrowing this but anyway um that's another story (laughs) um before we get into the episode i just was going to do a little catch up so you want to talk about what's going on with you jamie uh nothing really exciting happened this past week that i can really think of off the top of my head but this weekend terry is going away for the weekend with his friends they're going Mm -hmm. camping before it gets too cold even though it's already kind of cold out but whatever and um yeah the weather's weird right now yeah yeah, it is really weird. Like one minute it's 80 something degrees and then the next day it's 40s. And you're like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what to wear. Turning the heat on. <laughs> I know. Or like, God, I even told you the past couple of days, we've even like messaged each other. I'm like, it's so fucking chilly in my apartment. Yeah. And then like today it was so nice in here and comfortable. So I don't know. It's, it's also that part of the year too, where like you're freezing, like to the point in the morning where you can't you know use your fingers because they're numb (laughs) and then by the end of the day you're you're sweating your butt off and you're opening you know windows and doing this and you know stripping down i guess because it's just hot (laughs) it just it makes no sense i just want one normal temperature can it just be in the 70s for the rest of forever maybe like no i want it to be like early 80s 
sixties. Sixties. I'm I'm okay with the sixties. I'm too, ready for I'm, hoodie, hoodie sweater weather. I like the hoodie weather. Yeah. yeah or the t-shirt weather. Hot as balls or the freezing weather. I'm good with that. But yeah, so I I get the house to myself, so I can I don't have to share the bed and <laughs> I don't have to cook for anybody, and I can just read and be a bum if I want. It's gonna be glorious. I love it. I'm oh, Jimmy, I love it. it. I'm so happy for you. I love <laughs> that for you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Oh, <laughs> how was when, your week? So wait, when Justin goes hunting after Thanksgiving which I don't think he's doing this year. It's like the one week I get so excited for. I was like, wait, you're going away for a whole week hunting? Like I have the house by myself. And then he continually like does that every year. But um, I really do look forward to it. And I don't think he's doing it this year. So I don't know. I don't I think he's still on the fence about it. But I said, no, just go. Have fun with your family. go. It's... (laughs) I don't think it's so funny because not everybody is like that. You know what I mean? But I am truly okay with being by myself. I am too. I am truly okay. I do not need another person. um, You know what I mean? With me all the time. And I mean, that's cool. If, if you are like that, no, no issues there. Just, I like, I like my being alone time. You know, I like not having to talk to anybody or answer anybody. Yeah. It's not normal if you're with each other 24-7 or however long and you feel like you have to be connected at the hip. I remember one time we were at like a holiday dinner and somebody there was like, oh, I I thought you were upset because you and Justin didn't. Is there something wrong because you guys didn't sit next to each other? And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't care. I see him every day. If I don't see him for 20, 10 minutes. I'm not like that insecure that I have to sit next to him at fucking Easter dinner. I thought it was such a weird comment, but we've been together for so long. Like, it's not even like uh, he, I don't even tell you. It's not even like, I don't care. I don't know. But um, besides that, what I did this weekend was watch Halloween Kills on Peacock like 11 times because it was good. It was good. I've been meaning to watch it. The fandom and the horror Twitter and everything is like all over the place with it because people hated it and then people loved it and then people are in the middle. But I don't listen to all that garbage. I watched it because I love those movies. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I was so happy that it was streaming because I did not want to go to a theater and see it on opening weekend of all all weekends because I knew Mm -hmm. it was going to be crowded. Um, But Kyle Richards from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is in it. She's reprising her role as the original Lindsay, who was in the very first Halloween. She played the little girl that she's being babysat by the other babysitter, Laurie's friend, Annie. And she ends up being with Laurie by the end of the movie, hiding from Michael Myers. So they called her back and she's reprising her role again 40 years later. I am such a fan of Kyle. She's Paris Hilton's aunt and Kathy Hilton's sister. Do you know any of these people? I know who Paris Hilton is. <laughs> well, I, I love Beverly Hills Housewives and she's my favorite housewife on the show. So I was happy to see her in it. I did see the one that was made in 2018 over the weekend. Oh, good. We did watch that. Terry and I watched, started trying to watch it at least two times prior and then we just fell asleep, but we did watch it. And I think I'm the one that ended up finishing it because I'm pretty sure he fell asleep again, but I don't really remember. <laughs> I don't really remember it. I'm not, it, nothing really stuck out. Well, they, so the, I know we talked about in the H2O episode, but Mm -hmm. they go all over the place with their timelines in this series. 
it's twisted. I. Yeah. But if you watch the first one, the very first one, and then you go from the very first one from 1978 to the 2018 one, it's mm-hmm. sort of that they sort of continue on from that story. From yeah, and then I that's mean, where Halloween kills is, and then there's going to be a third one. Halloween ends. I I figured that. I kind of knew that because we talked about it in the last that one episode, um, the last episode. Yeah. And so I think I've seen parts of it before because I remember the beginning, and I remember the daughter being at the dance. Yes, Allison. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that was cool. But <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Well, well, these movies are so funny because as soon as they start introducing characters like friends or whatever, I'm like, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're probably going to die. No, you're definitely dying. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard. to. Anyways, anyway, it has nothing to do with Dawson's Creek. And I know you guys are here for Dawson's Creek. So, um, well, this is our catch up time, Jamie. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Okay. (laughs) And if people don't like that, they can fast forward it. (laughs) 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 I don't care. (laughs) But. Um, I really did enjoy it. I'm excited for yeah. the third one. I don't want to give anything away, but I loved Kyle yeah, Richard's performance in it. People were like, so her season last year on Housewives, people were giving her shit because all she did was talk about how she was like flying back and forth from uh, LA to North Carolina. They filmed this in Wilmington, North Carolina, by the way. Which Really? Is, That's yes. awesome. Yeah. And um, they were giving her shit about it because she had bangs and stuff. And she was like, oh, I'm like, filming this movie whatever but she had a pretty big role in it and yeah i said i hope all those bloggers and housewives bloggers that (laughs) bitched and like were teasing her about it are like eating their words now because she did a really good job in it i was happy for her i don't know i really really liked it they sound so catty i'm glad you like that stuff because i would just want to like punch some people in the face they make me want to smack someone so well we record on a Wednesday and the second part of the Housewives, Beverly Hills Housewives reunion is happening right now. So I always watch it after we record. And my one friend, Hillary, always messages me. She goes, are you recording tonight or can we watch together? And I was like, um, I'm recording. Or when we record like the night before, I'll be like, or like we switch our day. I'll be like, I can watch with you. <laughs> and we get to like text each other. It's Aww, fun. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, if you know anything about it, I would go into a whole uh, fucking tangent about that. But you don't. So I'll, we can just don't. bypass it. Saved. <laughs> <laughs> By my lack of knowledge. <laughs> it's my life. There's a new book that just came out no, by this. Uh, he's a reporter for people named Dave Quinn. And it's like the Bible of housewives. And it's under Andy Cohen books, which is he produces all the housewives. And um, I'm like, so happy for him. I said, I love this shit. Because they're like talking about behind the scenes stuff. And I said, I can't wait to read this because it's like, this is the stuff that I live for. <laughs> like, it's so stupid, but I love it. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever makes you happy. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's all that matters. But yeah, that was uh, my weekend. I just watched some movie. I went, did some shopping. I bought a lot of candles at Target. Um, I like their threshold candles right now. They're really good. And um, that was pretty much it. I didn't really do anything. I'm hoping this weekend I go to, we go to that Bates Motel haunted house thing i'm trying to get my niece and nephew to go with us so i'll let you know next week when we when we record again i don't know what's gonna happen but <laughs> we'll see but yeah other than that i'm happy that you have your weekend alone and with that you want to get into this episode 
let's get into this episode. <laughs> um, so I really like that this episode picked off exactly where the finale left off. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Yeah, it was. It was a really, really good episode. I don't think a lot of stuff happened in it. I think it was a good continuation of the season one finale. I think it did a nice introduction to our new character, Andy. And um, sort of like gave us like a catch up where our favorite characters are. Um, I'm not going to lie. And I'm probably going to say this a couple of times while we talk about this episode. I was not feeling it with Dawson and Joey. Like... In this first scene here, we where do we pick off? It's um, Joey and Dawson. They're kissing in front of the window. So, you know, you, you can only see their silhouettes. Mm-hmm. And it was so awkward. You know what I mean? Like, at first, I'm like, oh, this is, like, actually, like, a decent kiss. They figured it out. But then they stop. And then, you know, they're talking. And they're only, like, a you know, an inch away from each other. And, like, I just, I wasn't sure Dawson was actually into it. And if you really pay attention, I feel like, Joey does a phenomenal, she does a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Um, the like aura, I guess, I don't know the energy she was putting off. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, she was into it. She just, she nailed it. And she, you know, she was always looking at Dawson's eyes, looking at his mouth, looking at his eyes, looking at like, she clearly wanted another, she wanted to keep kissing. And Dawson just is always watching her eyes. Like, I just, I don't feel like his body language, and I'll say this a couple of times, but like, I don't think his body language really. I agree. He didn't sell it. He didn't sell I it. I agree with you. There's so I wasn't many awkward, buying what they were selling. Yeah. There were so many awkward situations between the two of them through the whole episode. Like in this. It's all on Dawson. He made it so awkward. Yeah. But before we get into that, I just wanted to oh, say. No. I jumped that... ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It, I like that you said all that. Um, I'm so ready to go. <laughs> it aired October 7th, 1998. It was directed by David Semmel and written by John Harmon Feldman. And like you said, we um, open with them in the bedroom kissing. We hear the say goodnight, not goodbye song playing, which is where this left off on the finale, mm-hmm. season one finale, which was nice. Yeah. yeah. And um, so they're kissing, they finish. And then she says to him, what was that? And he says, kiss, I think. And she can't believe it. She can't believe that he kissed her. I can't believe that he said, I think it was a kiss. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know what he was going for either in this episode because he he made everything so awkward. Like he like really you said, did. she's so about it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the episode, he's sort of like like a hundred percent in. But there's a lot of question marks over his head throughout the whole episode with this whole thing. But he's trying to like convince her that they're going to be okay because she even has questions like, "Is this going to work? Are we going to be well, able to?" That type of thing. And his body language, you know what I mean? And again, like paying attention to the eye contact, because it's always like, let me look at your mouth. This is what I'm focused on. I want to kiss, you know, and he's just focused on her face. And I mean, that happens a couple of times when they're in those close quarters and you could tell Joey wants to be kissed and he's like so awkward about it. And he has tried to convince her. And I mean, I'm sure we'll bring it up again, but at the same time, I'm like... Are you convincing her? Or are you convincing yourself that this is going to work? I just, I didn't buy it. I just don't, I don't know. I think he's, I maybe, he might just be like in shock that they're actually like doing this, you know? Maybe. I still think he's still unsure, even though he's saying he's not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Clearly, I have two people in this episode that I do not like very much. And Dawson is one of them. <laughs> Wait, who's the other one? <laughs> Jen. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll get into that. She kind of bugged me too. Yeah. So, I understand yeah. her, but uh, she just, we'll get to it. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. So after he says a kiss, I think she 
she can't believe it. And she goes to kiss him again. And like you said, she's eyeing his mouth. And he says, well, that was that was a kiss. And Joey goes, I'll say I really thought that was hilarious when she said that. Like she was so happy that they finally, finally kissed. It was like a real legit kiss. He finally like gave in to whatever it was he was fighting with her and yeah. just kissed her. And I think she was just pleasantly ha- like surprised. So she goes in for another kiss and he stops her and he says, yeah. so now what? So the whole thing with this whole like she keep, like they keep almost kissing. It has to do with that whole conversation Bessie has with Joey on the dock about the first kiss is fun, it's passionate, but the second kiss is rational and you overthink it and it's me- it's more meaningful. That's what they were trying to like go for. I've never heard that rationale before with kissing. I don't neither. Never heard it in my life. But that I understand they were trying to go for that because there are so many instances in the episode where you see her or him go to kiss her or vice versa and they they stop it immediately because they're waiting for that perfect moment for that second kiss to happen, which obviously happens at the end of the episode um yeah i don't i don't understand this rationale maybe that's why i wasn't buying it at all because i don't think that i thought about any of this when i was that age and i had my first kiss no i remember my first kiss i didn't even think about the second one that much it was either i was excited to kiss this person or i wasn't Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there wasn't no like well that's what kissing is right well i know but like it was i don't i just you don't think about it you don't you just want to start kissing (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah and i mean see that's the thing exactly because usually when two people are into it and you have that moment which they've had those opportunities those moments several times in this episode you both lean in like it's just it's body language it's natural right but right. the fact that dawson kept kind of like he would speak when she would lean in or he would like do something when she would you know what i mean like he's i don't i don't know his body language to me screams that he's almost on and maybe he's not even aware or consciously that he's avoiding the kiss. Yeah. That was, that was what was happening to me. And that was the first question that popped in my head because I, I remember that, you know, um, I was just like, is he even into this? And then he like stops her and then actually, I, I don't know. Well, they have that whole, they have a whole dialogue about it too. And, you know, he says, so now what? And she's, she's like, I don't know. And then they go and sit on his bed and he gives her this whole Dawson Leary confusing monologue Mm-hmm. and um it's almost as if he's just looking for a problem now where they finally just agreed to move forward with their friendship into like being lovers and now he's just like no conflict conflict i need conflict he's looking Where's for an conflict? out he wants an out yeah it's a conflict exactly and i mean he's so well he immediately st- the perfect fairy tale you know what i mean like he's just he wants that story So he immediately says to her, you're going to say we shouldn't have done that. That's what you're thinking, right? And she says she doesn't have a thought in her head right now. She says, but apparently that's what you're thinking. And He just kills the entire mood. Exactly. He killed the entire mood. He just, I just, I already said it it three times. Well, she cracks me up because (laughs) he says, well, let's just sleep on it. And then tomorrow we'll wake up and this will all be a dream. And she looks so hurt. And she's like, like it never happens. He backpedals. And he keeps asking her, is that what you want? Is that what you want? And she's like, I don't know. Is that what you want? <laughs> like, she's, I'm like, Joey, get out now. <laughs> yeah. Flag, flag. This is not happening. Yes. Even if he's not consciously aware of himself, this is what's happening right now. He is second guessing it. She goes, okay, poof. Didn't happen, Dawson. See you later. And she goes to leave and he goes after her and says, don't even think about going out that window or whatever. 
he grabs her again and they kiss. I just think at that moment, it was it was like, you know, they ended on the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And now on this, they are letting us know what happened in the cliffhanger. So now it's like almost like another mini cliffhanger. Like, are they going to continue on this like road of friendship to now lovers? Or are they going to like fight it and try to like dissect the shit out of it for the rest All of the right. season? Now, I do know that they don't last <laughs> this season. Not long at all. And and the other thing that I was thinking about, like, I'm glad you kind of you know made that point. Is he doing this as a knee-jerk reaction because she's about to leave and he doesn't want to? And it's the only thing he could think of. And it's like, oh, look, mm. let me try this. I am attracted to her, but I don't want her to leave. And this is this is me. The only thing I can think of to get her to stay, you know? And yeah, I, it crossed my mind. But I'm like, no, he wouldn't be that diabolical. But then again... He could be. Well, he's I a very know. self-centered person, so. He, yeah, for sure. He definitely, I mean, he can be very caring and thoughtful, but I mean, I don't know. I think it's different too when it comes to Joey because they're, be- they're best friends and they know each other. And Exactly. Um, But yeah, like when I was watching this, Jamie, I started to get like, I can't even explain it. I, I was getting like uh, a little bit of anxiety watching it because I started to get all these feelings from when I was watching it back then. Mm-hmm. And I was relating uh, it back to what was happening in my life back then. And I'm not going to get into this whole thing about it, but I started to like, remember like what was happening. And I said, Oh my God. I, and Justin came in the room and I said, I, I have to tell you, like I started to tell him and I said, it's so bizarre. I'm getting like, it's not a deja it just vu. brought it all back. It's yeah. Like it just brought it all back. No, and it's it. like stuff that I totally forgot about, but listening to the music, watching the scenes and like just remembering all of it, it gave me a little bit of anxiety. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Um, no, I believe it. And I never thought that the show would give me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so weird. I mean, no, I mean, TV shows and movies have given me anxiety too. Hell, books have given me anxiety. Okay, I, I start feeding off of the emotions that this character supposedly having, and some of the books that I read, they make me so anxious. Like yeah. my heart starts racing. I've actually caught myself not breathing. Oh my god! Like I don't realize that I stopped breathing because I'm so engrossed. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm on the edge of my seat, and I like I need to know what happens. That like I don't realize it until I take a like a breath, and I'm like, yeah. <gasps> and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even know. Like. You're such a little bookworm. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it's really funny. So this is a side thing. There's a really big joke that goes around in the book community about um, this phrase that always gets written into books where uh, they release the breath they didn't realize they were holding or something written along those lines because it it pops up a lot. And there's only like two or three different ways you can phrase that. Mm -hmm. So it's something that almost seems repetitive, even though you're reading different books from different genres and different authors. It doesn't even, it could be in first or third person point of view. It doesn't even matter because the, the sentence is still the same. He let go of the breath he didn't know he was having. And a lot of people made jokes about how, I've like, who that. does it? Who forgets to breathe? And I'm like, I mean, I've done it. So I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> you don't realize it because you're, you're just like, <gasps> you know, trying to turn a page. And then you don't even know that you stopped breathing until you, your body just, you know, takes over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like breathe jamie you know that's funny yeah i've heard that before yeah um so we get a brand new opening credits and they're trying to play off what they had with the magic of the first one which i think the first season credits are perfect and 
Here's a little fun fact. Kevin Williamson said that they needed to film something for those opening credits for that first season. And he he had like his little mini camera and he was just recording the, the kids around like on the beat, like exactly what they were doing in those opening scenes. And that's how it became the opening credits. And you can tell that they sort of were playing off that same idea with this because you can tell that it's the way that the certain scenes are being filmed yeah. are on like an actual like handheld camcorder type thing. Right. And now it would be our phone, but everybody had like like a handheld recorder. But it's so funny, too, because even on the beach scenes during that opening scene, you can see the uh, people. I don't know if they're like people, the crew or whatever, but the people on the beach are just standing off to the side watching them as they're like. <laughs> I gotta watch their... it again. It's so funny. Oh, my God. And there's other things in this uh, episode with the extras where they're just staring at them. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. So they weren't very good extras. <laughs> no, they were terrible. <laughs> I have to check um, this. I, I wasn't paying that close of attention to I um, need to pay better attention to the background, apparently. Um, so it's now the next day and we hear Out of My Head by Fastball playing, which is one of those songs, like I said. Um, we see Dawson waking up simultaneously. Joey's waking up and they're both smiling. It's cute because they're both like sort of realizing what just happened. Mm-hmm. And that feeling, though, is so nice when you're like in the beginning of a brand new relationship new and exciting yeah i get it yep yeah you're like oh my god i just did that last night that like i can't wait to do it again you know right (laughs) i want to i want to see this person i want to call this person i want to talk to this person yeah i'll like go away for a week i'll see you later (laughs) yeah and then you're and then you're in a relationship for 15 years and you're like i want that feeling again away for a month and come back so i can be excited about something <laughs> a month yeah let me make me miss you <laughs> <laughs> so now we're in mitch and gal's bedroom and uh he's just waking up and we see her just staring at him waiting for him to wake up and i always remember the scene and she just literally just jumps on him and she wants, wants the just, <laughs> yeah she wants a morning she wants a morning fuck from mitch who does not give in and like she doesn't even mind kissing him right in the mouth he just woke up like she's like i don't care she literally starts to go down on him <laughs> like, and he pulls her up and says i have to take a shower and go to a meeting and she's denied and i literally wrote this really big next to my uh, girl wants nookie with girl gail wants uh nookie with mitch denied yeah <laughs> denied but it was really funny because when he's like i need to take a shower and she's like uh well this what does she say this act is waterproof or something like (laughs) yeah she says something like uh this will work underwater as well yeah yeah this works underwater something something along those lines and i thought that was really funny i didn't write it down exactly word for word but the gist of it is the gist of it was she'll follow him into the shower <laughs> right just, it's a little I, disappointing because now we see that they're still on their shit so now he is uh denying her she's mm. trying to move forward and you know be his wife and let him know that i'm not like doing this anymore i'm not cheating on you and he's just feeling like a certain way like he doesn't want to be around her you know mm. it's it's understandable so now we are with Joey and Bessie and the blue truck that we always see her in uh, has got a flat tire and Bessie is really pissed off about it and annoyed. And Joey tells her not to let it get her down. 
And Bessie says, your morning glow is highly suspicious. And she asks her how many cups of coffee she had and that she's Miss Permascal, to which Joey responds with a scowl. (laughs) And Bessie tells her she knows that look, that cheery yet sneaky, I got lucky look. And she asks uh, Joey where she was last night. And she says, nowhere. And then she smiles and says, I was at Dawson's. And Bessie wants to know everything. Then... Her sister always knows. And usually, yeah, I mean, usually your mom does too. <laughs> Bessie should know. She just had a, a baby, you know? Dads, though. Dads are clueless. <laughs> oh, yeah. My dad your didn't even knows. know I was with... a. My dad thought I was dating my friend Aubrey when I was going out. I was like, what? Like... <laughs> I came home from uh, an interview for working for Macy's for the holidays. And I came home. My parents are decorating the Christmas tree. Right. And I, and my mom already knew. And I came home defeated. Cause I was like, I don't want to do this this year. And I said, like, I sat down and I was like, I don't think I want to do this. And my mom goes, I told your father. And I was like, told him what <laughs> she goes, I told him about Justin. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want to know, dad? And he was like, I don't want to talk about it. And my mom goes, your father thought you were dating Aubrey. She, he thought you were going to Aubrey's all this time. I said, what? <laughs> I was like, dad, you can't be serious. <laughs> like, this, is our, this was my reaction to them finding out I was gay. <laughs> and um, it's totally fine now. But I was sort of like, uh, even my mom, she was like, like, I would sneak Justin in. And I don't know how I got past, like how I did it while I was living at home still, because my mom would work overnight. So my dad would come home at like four in the morning. So like, I always somehow missed them. But I remember one time, Justin, like when we first started dating, he was like leaving early one morning and my mom was like awake on the couch. I thought she was going to be asleep. And uh, I just acted like it was just like my friend here hanging out. And then I was <laughs> like going to work and um, she goes, when are you going to tell me about Josh? And I go, I don't know who Josh is. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to talk about Justin, we can talk about him. But it was pretty much like, I live with you under your roof. Like, I'm not going to live here if you're going to be weird and not talk to me. I'm still your son. I sort of put my foot down about it because I was very like, uh, like a little bit angry and resentful towards them at that time in my life. And I was like, I'm not going to let you like use this against me. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Right. Right. Cause my little sister is already a lesbian. And now I was like, you can't be mad that you have another gay child. Like It was so <laughs> stupid to me. <laughs> so yeah. My, and then my dad didn't want to talk about it. And I was like, really dad, are you really that surprised? <laughs> that was my response. <laughs> and then we like got over it. And then like, I was like, he's always over. Like do you, how many guy friends do I have? Like, you can't be that dumb. <laughs> It was like so ridiculous. Dads never know, but the mom knows and your sisters know. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the women always know. My sister, my two sisters, well, all of them, my three sisters, but Chrissy always would be like, Stephen, we knew since you were a child. (laughs) Like, I don't know why mom and dad acted like they did. And I remember telling my sister Bettina, who was already a lesbian, and she was like, we were getting gas at the gas station. She was like, and I told her, and she was like, oh, you're finally coming out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for the support. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't have one of those, like, sad, depressing, like, like, I'm very grateful for it. Like, yeah. one of those, like, weird situations with your family where they, like, disown you. Disown and you. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. I was like, you're gonna fucking deal with it, and that's it. <laughs> if so, you don't like it, I don't care. I'm still part care. of this yeah. family. That and was my mentality. <laughs> that's fine. That will, I mean, it works, so that's great. Um, so now we get this like cut between Joey and Bessie and Dawson and Pacey. So Dawson and Pacey are now getting their hair cut at what, like six o'clock in the morning on a on a weekday because they're going <laughs> to school. And um, Pacey says he knew something was up since he asked him to go get a morning trim. And he tells uh, Dawson that he wants the details to set the stage. And Dawson says in a word. And then we cut to Joey saying hot, extremely hot, which I don't know if that was super hot. I uh, I think Joey was into it. I, I don't Joey was into it. Yeah, Joey was into it. So to her, it was probably hot, but I didn't I didn't get the hot vibe at all and honestly back to the hairdresser thing the hairdressers <laughs> open at six or seven o'clock in the morning they open at eight or nine Come yeah on. i don't get it yeah i'm like <laughs> what time does school start because they have to go to school and who gets their haircut before school this is such an odd choice they it was, it was such really an odd weird. choice they couldn't and there was just people like in there like there was there was somebody sitting in the background i think oh and the the other christy Christy, the other yeah. cheerleader she's getting her like, hair dyed, like dyed and stuff. Other people cool. were in there doing things with their hair at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Don't you think? So I thought the season finale was like on a Saturday morning. I really thought that's what it felt like to me because it wasn't a weekday because Dawson was just like up running all around town looking for Joey. Right. And I assumed it wasn't a Sunday. It just looked, it just reminded me of like a Saturday morning and um, they should have kept it that way where this was now Sunday and they're like just living their day. But I guess they had to like deal with them going to school and Joey talking well, to her teacher. Do you think maybe um, this, this was Sunday? Cause Bessie hates her truck and they look like they were going to, they were driving to the restaurant. So I'm wondering if the season finale was supposed to be a Saturday and this is supposed to be Sunday and then we only get a glimpse of it and then it cuts right into the next Monday morning. Do you think no, that maybe they're that's all wearing it? the same clothes? Uh, I wasn't paying close enough attention to their clothes, apparently. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I guess you just well, got to think about theory. it. You, got, you can't Debunked. think about it. Yep. Anyway, the consistency so, is not very consistent in this show. <laughs> no, they went from winter clothes to summer clothes to... Short hair to morning hair. to uh, <laughs> Monday morning. Yeah, like they're all just very all inconsistent right now. Yep. So Bessie asks what kind of kiss it was. And she says a peck on the cheek, a probing tongue, fingers clawing at your neck. And Ugh. we hear Bessie say, did he touch her? And then we cut the PC saying thingamajig. <laughs> I like this. Scene. I liked it too. It was like and a it, it was, they did this earlier too, with everybody waking up and then doing it again because they're talking about it. I yeah. like that they did. This it's almost like Greece. It's very clever. Yeah, exactly. Right. I like um, it. So Dawson says no thingamajigs involved. He says it was the sweetest, most romantic Fourth of July fireworky waves crashing on the shore beyond any movie I could ever imagine. Kiss. And Pacey says congratulations, and he's happy for him. But more important, importantly, are you going to do it? <laughs> and we cut to Joey telling Bessie. And they're they're changing the tire now, by the way. And she says, don't go there or Not I'll they. finish this just conversation. Joey. Oh, yeah, just Joey. Yeah, she's got the tire iron. <laughs> she's like doing it herself. You know, Bessie knows how to do it, too. Yeah, I'm sure. But Bessie, you know, she's like, Bessie and Joey, Joey do it. Yeah, right. Like, I've done this so many times. Joey, just I don't care if you're wearing spaghetti straps. Just change the fucking tire. <laughs> you can wash your hands when you get to school. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so. 
Joey tells Bessie, don't go there or I'll extinguish this conversation right now. And we cut to Pacey saying that once you kiss, questions start to arise. And Bessie says, does this kill France? And Joey sort of just gives us like, look, like I haven't really thought about it. Now we come back to Pacey, who is telling Dawson that he's glad that they didn't drag this whole thing out, this whole will they, won't they storyline out. And he makes a comment about Sam and Diane from Cheers. And he says, Mulder and Scully haven't even kissed. I was so excited, man. Because I like the references. X-Files. I love the X-Files. Okay. And Joey, not Joey, Scolder, Scolder. (laughs) Scolder. Mulder. That's a ship name, I guess. Scolder. (laughs) You just came up with a ship name. (laughs) Scolder. Which is great because I'm so terrible at ship names. So Scolder, right? So we got Fox <laughs> Mulder and Dana Scully. Their their chemistry is fantastic. I love the show and now I want to go watch it because we're talking about it. I love the X-Files. I just season after season, I was like, just kiss her. Just kiss her. Damn it. Just do it. And eventually, you know, they have a kid because she can't have kids. She gets taken by aliens and then they find out she can't actually have kids. And then so, she has a kid. It's really bizarre. But so it's Justin awesome. used to watch it before we met and i remember one like black friday we went and i bought all of the seasons on dvd at like walmart because they were so cheap so i have them all and we were watching them and we stopped at like season god i don't don't even know like probably like four but um he took me to see the the one new movie that came out in the theaters Mm -hmm. like i haven't even seen that i have like 10 years ago and i really liked it I think that's when we started watching them. We, I saw the movie and I said, you know what? I think I want to watch the show. Love the show. And it is a really good show. And I noticed that she always says, I'm a medical doctor. <laughs> she always says, I'm a medical doctor. <laughs> She's very proud of her doctor's degree because she is. Um, she just got stuck babysitting <laughs> Fox. Yeah. And David Duchovny, I think he's really sexy. And oh yeah, if you want to see him in another show, he's really good in Californication. I love that show. It's on my to watch i think on netflix or something yeah it's on netflix yeah i I would watch it yeah there's these shows jamie that just i they i just remember certain parts of my life and i'm sure everybody does that but like when i think about both of those shows i am literally taken back to like dawson's creek like those times of my life when i was like it's just it's funny how media does that to us you know yeah oh definitely so he tells Dawson that this inspires him. He says, if you and Joey can get through this whole romantic checkmate thing that you've been in for God knows how many years, then anything is possible. And Dawson just tells him to calm down. And Pacey says, I can change too. I can be Pacey Witter, badass stud and man about town. I can score with some high quality chicks. And the whole time he's going off, the, you can see the hairdresser trying to keep his head still because he's <laughs> trying to cut his hair. <laughs> And he says, Christy Livingstone, for example. And we cut to Christy sitting in a chair, not even five feet away. And she's played by Allie Larder, who was actually in Varsity Blues with James Vanderbeek. And I want to say they filmed that movie before they got into season two. I'm wondering if she got the part because she was in that movie with James Vanderbeek. I'm, I'm wondering. I haven't seen that one, but she's also in like Final Destination, Final Destination the Resident Evil movies. Yep. Uh, Drive Me Crazy. Yeah. So she's in that one. And then she's, she's illegally, illegally blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's I, really uh, good in that. I, she's a great actress. Fun yeah, like fact this, yeah. she's from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yes. Which is uh, where I'm from. 
Oh my <laughs> god, do you know her? Uh, no, she's a lot. She's very much older than me, but oh, um, yeah. she's older than me, so like she's already out and moving on in life, and I was probably still in diapers. No, I'm just kidding. Not not that. I think she's not that much older than me. I, I want to say she's yeah. probably like 45. I think that's about right. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was I thought that was really exciting. I was like, oh, she's from Cherry Hill. Well, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't born there, but that's where I grew up. So. I wonder, I wonder what high school she went to. Oh my God. I'm sure you could find it at Wikipedia. I have to look that up later. I'm curious. So she's, is she alive? Here, look, look it up. Look it up. <laughs> I really like the, the connection to James Vanderbeek and Kerr Smith with her. I like her in a lot of things. She's just one of those actresses that came out around that time. Yeah. I liked her in everything that she in, she's in. And she's so pretty too. I oh yeah. Well, she was a model beforehand. She was also in Heroes. Remember Heroes? Show. Yeah. I saw that. She went to Cherry Hill West High School. Allie Larder, if you're listening to this, go Lions! Did I'm you go also, there? Yeah, I'm also uh, a Cherry Hill West uh, alumni, I guess. That's so funny. <laughs> she went to school. John A. Carusi Middle School. She went to Carusi? I went to Carusi. Oh my God, you probably lived near each other. Oh, maybe. I moved around like twice when I lived in that area, but Cherry Hill's fairly large. There's two high schools, so I was just curious. That is um, so funny. Yeah, yeah, we got an East... And we got a west side of Cherry Hill. I'm from the west side. Uh, if if it tells you what her uh, elementary school is, Claire Barton is where I went. So <laughs> I don't think it said that. It just said the two. That's funny. Yep, Carusi and High School West. Go Lions! Class of oh 2008. <laughs> um, I'll follow her on the Instagram. <laughs> if she ever listens to this, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll tag her She's in the, the next thing. <laughs> so yeah. So Dawson reminds Pacey that Christy is a senior cheerleader. And Pacey tells Molly, the hairdresser, that he needs to change up his look. And he says, how about we frost my tips? <laughs> Which I was like, what? I died. I died when that happened. Because I remember frosted tips were like such the biggest thing in yeah. the 90s. All the guys had frosted tips. Even the goth kids. <laughs> yeah, it was a thing, wasn't it? It was a big thing. <laughs> we hear the song Birds of a Feather by Fish playing. And Pacey is walking down the street with his new tips. <laughs> so and... weird to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we, see, we see him get in his uh, father's squad car and he's sitting there and we see Christy sort of like just walking down the street and he's just sort of like following her and he calls out to her and she doesn't turn around and he goes to, I guess, drive after her. And another car comes and hits his car and Mm -hmm. he gets out and he says, "Uh, great, my father's going to kill me. And we see a really cute blonde girl jump out of her car to apologize. And she calls him officer and she says she just got her license. Please be kind. So Pacey starts playing along like he's actually a cop. And uh, he says he needs to see her license and registration. And she literally like pulls it out of nowhere. Like her registration, her registration was like in her purse. I was like, what? Some people do that though. Some people keep it in their wallet or their purse instead of in their car. I don't know. I always keep it in the glove compartment. So um, uh, it's just always there. Cause I mean, <laughs> the only time I'm ever going to need it is when I'm driving the car. Right. So. <laughs> you know, like, so we learned that her name is Andy McPhee and she's from Rhode Island and her family just moved here and they live on Windsor and Pacey says, oh, country club. So Andy McPhee is played by a new series regular named Mm -hmm. Meredith Monroe. And I have to be honest with you, I had no idea who she was when she joined the cast. I thought she was somebody they like plucked out of nowhere. And I don't think she even had that big of a 
a resume before she joined the show. But I do know she was a lot older than all of them playing a 16 year old. She was, I think she was like almost 30 while they were all, yeah, she's a, she's very, she's a lot older than all of them. Well, she looked fantastic because I didn't great. do that at all. Oh, my gosh. Wait, can we? <laughs> I have to perfect. tell you, watching the show and seeing Andy, I remember relating to her a lot with her, like how she's so OCD and she's so like, like she's very anal retentive, that type of thing. And I'm a lot less like that now, <laughs> I think. <laughs> So she was 20. Damn, you were right. She was 29. Isn't that crazy? She was 29 in, in 98. Yep. And this this was in 98, right? So yeah. But she's um she's fantastic. I love her in this show so much. And Pace, so what bugged me about the whole thing with Pacey. So Pacey, you know, he's getting into the cruiser and he sees Christy walking and he's watching her. You know, he's watching her from behind. He knew he was there. She was there. And he watches her cross the street. And she starts walking down the street and then he finally gets the balls to try to say, get her attention. And of course she can't hear him at this point. Right. I'm pretty confident he didn't, when he pulled out of his parking spot, he was so focused on her that he didn't pay attention behind him. And obviously Andy hit him. So it's really interesting because later he even makes a comment about, you know, this could be a lot worse. You hit me. And I'm like, no, this is, this accident is totally not yes. her fault at all. I said he the same thing. <laughs> I said the same thing. I said he wasn't paying attention. He was focused on Christy Livingstone, and he just totally pulled out while not paying attention to what was behind him. She didn't cause the accident, yeah. But her her interaction with him throughout the rest of the episode cracked me up. Her dialogue, her lines were hilarious, and she she read them really well. So yeah, he starts telling her about the severity of what she's done, and she's just a nervous wreck. And um. He walks behind her at one point and he eyes her up and down and he pulls his sunglasses down and he looks at her ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's just circling her like a vulture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good uh, uh, analogy. analogy. <laughs> um, so she begs him not to like revoke her license and he says, fine, but I'm keeping my eye on you. And she... Uh, goes to grab his arm and he does this thing where he like looks at her arm like his hand or hands on his arm and she like takes it away real quick it was i thought it was funny he gives her the license back and she goes back to her car but she runs back and she shakes his hand and like she's just happy that you know she's not going to jail or whatever but it was a cute scene it was a nice introduction to who she is and slowly as we see more of her throughout the episode we learn more about her type of personality which is funny yeah she's hysterical i and this one part like while he's circling her and he's like talking about everything he goes you know you could have ran over a cat a child a nun yeah (laughs) and i just busted out laughing because it was just of all the things to pull out like a cat yeah a child sure it's you know the early in the morning they're probably outside ready for the bus i don't know a nun what Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody can miss a nun. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, funny. Pacey might be able to, but I don't know. <laughs> so now we're in Capeside High and we see Joey talking to her teacher um, about France, I'm assuming. And she just mm-hmm. says, like, thank you for your, the advice or whatever. And I really want to know what the advice was. I know. You should <laughs> stay if you're in love with your best friend i think that would be the best choice for you joey just stay in cape side 
No, I, I can see you, you think advice. it was to say. I think it was, you know, high school relationships, they don't last. This is a chance of a lifetime. Go to France. Do you <laughs> think she really brought up that she started dating her best friend, though? She She's no. not that stupid. I think no, she would be not. like, I'm just sort of like confused because I don't know the language. And like I said in the season finale, I don't know why people in France admire Mickey work so much. Um, <laughs> I still don't know why. Um, Nobody knows. (laughs) No, I think she was just like, I'm just confused. I don't know if I'm, I'd be comfortable leaving for a whole year to France. Yeah. I mean, but let's be honest here. We know she was not going to (laughs) go. We wouldn't have a season She finally got what she's been waiting for, for years. She ain't going anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Why would she Um, risk it after waiting so long? So we see Dawson and he walks up to Joey Oh, I, did, I wrote in my notes. By the way, they're all now wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep writing so awkward. So awkward. They are Wait, so awkward. Jamie, everywhere. they say hi to each other and just stare at one another. They're very awkward. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I wrote it like, and it's underlined like at least three or four times in my notes. Awkward, awkward. Just. But I feel mm. like it's also that second kiss thing that they're trying to do where they're, they don't know. He doesn't know if he should give Lena and kiss her. She doesn't know if she should kiss him. And um, they're sort of like fighting against that whole thing. Was there this much awkwardness with Dawson and Jen? No, because he just wanted to jump her bones. But it was a different situation. But if he's you now want kissing, to kiss somebody, but he's now, but he's then now- you kiss that person. She wants you to kiss her. Everybody's been telling him. I don't that know. I just, I, I'm telling you, man. It's like a brand new. So to me, no. it's this whole brand new situation between them because they're best friends. They've He's known each other their so whole complicated. life. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree. No, I agree with you too, but I'm just giving you my <laughs> point of view. I think yeah. you're just very much like, so are, do we just like, can we just kiss each other now? I don't know. We're trying to redefine, I guess, their relationship now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. No, that makes sense. That does make sense. With with Jen, she was the new girl. They didn't really have much of a history. So it was probably easier. Now they have to pretty much reevaluate their boundaries. So I guess I can concede. So if she's sleeping over his house now in his bed, like she used to, it's not going to be back to back. It's going to be, they're going to be face to face or she's going to be on top of him. (laughs) <laughs> or she's going to be, he's going to be behind her. Like, and she's going to be getting poked in the butt at three o'clock in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and she might like it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I hope so. I mean, we never know with Joey Potter. Um, yeah. So she says to Dawson, I think I may have made one of the biggest mistakes of my life. And he looks at her like, he's like, what is it me? And she goes, France. And she just, I think she says, I told so the teacher that she just, she can't go. Yeah. And then he grabs her and hugs her. And he says, Joey Potter sticking around Cape side for some guy. And she says, yeah, maybe if you're lucky, I'll introduce you to him sometime. And this is when he leans in very oddly. And he says, lucky guy. Like this whole scene in the school with them, it is very awkward. I don't know what they were doing when they were acting or if they like practiced this in rehearsal, but he was playing it so weird. I didn't get it. Just like how he he was like this. Mm-hmm. Lucky guy. 
Yeah. Like, are you tooting your own horn or are you just conceding that you're lucky that you have that you have her? Like, I don't. I didn't understand why he did that, though. He could have just been like lucky guy. Like, that's me. Lucky guy. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, he. Uh, um, it was so weird. It's I just like I said before, I am not buying what they're trying to sell or what he's trying to sell. I'd buy what Joey's trying to sell. I'm not buying Dawson at all. Dawson, I'd yeah. leave on the shelf for a couple of months till it expires and put it in the trash compactor. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that was harsh. <laughs> That's how much he bugs me in this episode. <laughs> he bugged me at the end of the episode, but when we get to that, I'll tell you why. So they start walking down the hall together, and Joe now Joey's acting odd, and she's like, she wants to tell him something, and she says, "Seriously, Dawson, what do you think?" And he says, "He's relieved, excited, ecstatic, aroused," and she says, "Aroused." And she says, well, put your hormones away for a second. Me not going to France, you, me talking dirty in the halls. Do you think we're making some massive monumental mistake? Because things have always been complicated between us. And he tells her that he thinks they'll be fine. Says the guy who likes conflict in every like fucking aspect of his life. He tells her they'll just concentrate on the simple stuff like a date. And she says she doesn't know. She heard Luke Perry's back on 90210 tonight, (laughs) which... I remember Sign that. that, okay? That actually that. happened. I remember being, uh, watching this and going, oh my God, he is back on 90210 tonight. He made his return. And then I got sad because I thought about poor Luke Perry and how he died. I know. And, I know. Yeah. It hurts my heart. But honestly, though, I loved him and Buffy. Oh, yeah. So hot. <laughs> yeah. If, so... You, if you didn't like Luke Perry at all, like, there's something wrong with you. He really, yeah. he really was. Like, he was a, a heartthrob of his time, man. The heartthrob I mean, man was. He was still a heartthrob as he got older. I mean, yeah, I think he, he was on Riverdale. Fine wine, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew he was on Riverdale. Because yeah. that, that was part of the reason why I ended up finding out that he passed away before like it hit normal news is because of Riverdale and just when everybody was talking about it. Yeah, I remember when I came up on like social media and I, and, uh, I texted my sister like right away. I was like, Luke Perry died. I can't believe it. It's so sad. Yeah. It was a a sad day. I do like how all of his castmates like honor him though. Like his birthday just passed and they all posted things about him, which I thought was really sweet. It just shows how much they loved him, you know? (laughs) Um, So he tells her, Dawson tells Joey that the Rialto is having one last showing on Saturday before they close it down for good. And she says, she asks him if he'll still be aroused on Saturday night. And he tells her he can guarantee it. He's a teenage boy. Of course he'll be. <laughs> He's like, I'm aroused now. I gotta hide uh, hide with my books. <laughs> so they go in. For- <laughs> He's gonna tuck it up in his, you know, waistband. <laughs> <laughs> like that would hurt. <laughs> they I don't go- know. I don't have a dick. I'm just saying. How else would you do it? Just- <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just on uh, the pant leg. That's kind of obvious. Think about other things. Really, I go. All right. Um, dying animals, cobwebs, um, yeah. <laughs> flying pigs, clouds, <laughs> hurricanes. <laughs> I think about somebody I really hate. <laughs> and then I get even more aroused. <laughs> <laughs> they go on for an, a kiss, but they're um, interrupted. Yeah, so they go in for a kiss, but they're interrupted, right? And it's Jen, who looks terrible. I even said earlier, she has her hair done and these little, like, twists in the back. 
because she cut her hair. So they're trying to make it look like she still has her long hair. And um, she tells them that her grandfather died last night and she thinks she might just head home. And I go, yeah, Jen, go home. It's called bereavement. Like you shouldn't even be there. Just go home and be with your grandmother. Right. So she goes to leave and Joey tells Dawson that he should go make sure she's okay. And I think we see in that moment that, and from the season finale, when Dawson goes after her, after Joey, that Jen knows that they might be together now. You know, I she mean, she almost them, walked like, in on, almost yeah. kissing. They were close enough. You know what I mean? I just they wasn't sure. Enough. I wasn't sure if that's how they were, they were playing it. How they were like making, like, I don't know if they were trying to make Jen sort of like be shocked or if she did know or, you know. That's one of the things that I kind of struggled with. And until we get to later parts of this episode, because um, like in this one, she kind of walks up on them and she plays it off really well. But then Dawson tries to talk to her. And every time he goes to like say something, she interrupts him and changes the subject. So I think she she knows, but she's not ready to really admit it and know. Like she, I think she she suspects, but she's not ready to talk about it. Right. Um, because you know she still kind of wants him back, and then she's got you know she's grieving, so she's kind of a mess. Jen is a mess. She is. She's and a, she has a mess this episode. She's a mess this episode, and I. Well, she I know was like that- teetering on the edge in the last episode too, and now she's just full blown mess. We're we're pretty much setting herself up for her future in this season, but <laughs> it's it's just is hard because it was like you wanted to feel sorry, and you know have that empathy for with her but at the same time you kind of just like give up already this is you know what i mean he's not yours anymore you pushed him away and he's moved on it's just it's done you know yeah i don't know how she's making it up to be like she she's owed anything either yeah 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 her behavior even later in this episode i don't know i don't know i get it but at the same time i just i feel like the way she was behaving is with somebody that you would have been in a relationship longer with yeah you know what i mean not just what a couple of months in a couple of weeks they weren't even together i think, they were, I think it was only a couple of weeks yeah yeah so but um it's so weird i can't believe we're in season two already i know <laughs> so weird know. um so we see pacey um oh oh wait in the hallway before, talking to friends before that we we do see that Dawson goes after Jen and the camera cuts to Joey and she does this like dramatic pause holding like moving her hair back like pushing her hair back behind her ear to be like oh no is like am I gonna have to deal with this now that's yeah with with my potential new maybe boyfriend you know running off after his ex-girlfriend type thing which he does again in this episode but she did tell him to do it the first time she did so she does have a heart. So I will say that. Yes, she does. But now we see Pacey talking to two lucky extras about his run in with Andy this morning. And um, we see Andy walk up behind him and she taps him on the shoulder and she calls him Officer Pacey. And he just turns around and laughs and she says, You little scum. <laughs> and I almost <laughs> wanted her to say, You little puke. But I thought it was funny that she called him a little scum. Yeah. <laughs> I think that should be of the new. You little puke. <laughs> you little puke. Yeah. <laughs> I like saying scumbag anyway. It's better. It's a better uh, uh, derogatory term. Like, like insult. Insult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you scum. You're worse than the scum at the bottom of the pool when it's been sitting for an entire season. <laughs> when I think of the word scum, 
and I know you won't even get the reference, but I'll have to send you the clip. It's Dolores on Real Housewives of New Jersey. And the one lady, the one housewife comes back that season and nobody likes her, Danielle Staub. And Danielle is telling Teresa, who's best friends with Dolores, that Dolores was talking about Teresa. So Dolores goes up to Danielle and goes, Welcome back, scumbag. (laughs) It's the best. TV I've ever seen because Dolores is like she don't give a fuck she'll she like is not afraid of anything and she went right up to Danielle Stahl's face and said welcome back scumbag <laughs> I love it <laughs> I can tell I, I started like it all the time <laughs> you started like spewing off names like I have no idea who you're talking about all of this went right <laughs> over my head like <laughs> you have to watch no it idea. I couldn't pick them out of a lineup. I couldn't tell you who's on what. Or well, some of them have been in prison, like Teresa. So you might be able to pick her out of a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still won't be. Able to. There's two currently that might be going to jail. So. Oh my gosh. Uh, so um, she tells him that impersonating a police officer is a felony and she should call the police and report him. And he says, oh, that would be nice considering my dad is the town sheriff. And she tells him she's been having major anxiety since this morning to the point of medication, which I wrote is a storyline they'll get into later in the season. And she says, spitting scenarios in my head about being carted off to prison and becoming a sex slave to some status named Bomber Bertha. (laughs) That was funny. Andy's so funny. She is. So he reminds her that she caused the accident, which isn't true it was totally his fault and he says he was just having a little fun and it's nothing compared to the hell his father is giving him and we um see them look up and christy livingstone is walking towards them and she says hi to andy so pacey is now confused and he says how are you brand new and christy livingstone is your friend like how do you know her and she says, unlike certain sewer rats she made an effort to welcome the new and slightly insecure to cape side (laughs) And he says, she probably didn't notice him because he just got his tips frosted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the entire interaction with these two is so fantastic. Um, and I just had this thing in the back of my head, like, man, Pacey really has a thing for girls with quick wit and a bite. Yeah, it's very she, Joey Pacey yeah. season one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very much. They're very similar in personality in that kind of way where you know she just she gives it right back there's no filter you know she's really quick with her responses and she's got a bite you know what i mean mm-hmm. she's got bite to her she's so. smart because andy's she's smart. Very smart she's very smart i love her yeah i always liked andy so she says hot tip christy livingstone is a homo sapien so perhaps you should try barking up a different tree and pacey tells her and perhaps you should just stop barking altogether and that was kind mm-hmm. of mean So she says, I'll tell you what, I've always had a soft spot for pathetic love-lorn losers such as yourself. So if you like Christy, I'll set up an intro and he's, you know, he can't believe it. He's like, really? Um, He really shouldn't. If it's too good to be true, it's uh, too good to be true. (laughs) Oh, I laughed at that whole, the whole thing when we get into it. Um, So yeah, that cut off real quick, that scene. It was weird. They're like, and end scene. All right, next. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're at Graham's. She Jen's coming home, and Graham's is packing up um, all of Gramps' clothes for a charity drive. 
And Jen says, isn't it a little too early to be giving up his things? And she says, he just died yesterday. We haven't even buried him yet. You're not exactly the picture of the grieving widow. Like, Jen confuses me. Jen, I just think they both have very different ways to grieve. Uh, Jen's very young. And Graham's, she knew it was going to be a matter of time. I feel like she was more prepared where Jen was more hopeful. Yeah, uh, but they just they both grieve in different ways. It's not that she just isn't the the one that's dressed in black and sobbing in a corner in the bedroom and she can't move. You know, she's just this is her way of processing. She is focusing Moving. on other things. Right. So I yeah. just and I think that probably just Jen is still young, you know, in the show and character wise. And she just is expecting Grams to be like her upset and want to be crying in a corner all day where grams is like all right this happened i'm processing that but what else can i do to focus on it some people when they are upset instead of wallowing they're active they're proactive they're thinking about the things they're distracting themselves and i think that's what grams is doing she's just trying to process but she doesn't want to fall into that pit of despair you know so well i wrote down her entire line of dialogue with with Jen, because I really liked what she said to her. Um, And Mary Beth Peel in this episode does such a good job. Like just even, even like this scene and the scene in the, um, the theater where she's just talking about her, her husband who just died. And she's very believable. Like she's so believable. I think she's such Mm. a good actress. Um, They were very lucky that they got her for the show because she was a, um, a big name in theater. And, to be able to be on this show as long as she was, um, I think that was such a big deal. I don't know. That's just my opinion. No, I agree. So Graham says, let me tell you something, Jennifer. I loved your grandfather from our very first date through 43 years of marriage. And when he had his stroke, I sat by his bedside. And for months, all I did was pray for his recovery. But when his condition worsened, do you know what I prayed for? Not for his recovery, for his release. I watched him waste away in that bed for almost two years. So whether I clean out his closet today or not, he's gone. He's been gone, which is true. Yeah. She's been dealing with this a lot longer. You know what I mean? And he's been in a coma for a while. Yeah. Right. So she's already. She's a nurse she, too. She's got she's that mentality. Nurse. Yeah. She just, she knows what, what was possible, but she also knows the likelihood the the, uh, you know, probabilities. And she was just more prepared. She right. was better prepared. Yeah, and I I do like what you said. The two opposites of how they're they're dealing Grieving. with their grief, their grief, mm-hmm. because it is true. Some people go into a hole, and other people just are active and move on. And it is a nice uh, uh, showing the two differences of how they are dealing with it. Yeah. So now we see Mitch coming out of his house. He's on the front porch, and Gal's running to the front door. She's explaining to him why she's late. And it's almost like she's just trying to let him know, like, I wasn't fucking anybody, Mitch. You have to believe me. He says he believes her. She says traffic was, there was an accident or something. And she says she just doesn't want any any old suspicions to uh, creep back up again. And Mitch does this thing where he like, gal's coming home and Mitch goes to leave. And he says, oh, look at the time. I have an appointment that just, that just came up. And she's like, she's confused. She's. Like, she didn't know about this appointment. Like, why are you... Like, I just got home. I'm freaking out because I'm worried what you're thinking. So now it's it's weird, Jamie, because I've always been on Mitch's side with this. But I'm starting to see... I don't know. I don't know. It's very confusing. 
Mitch is he's avoiding Gail right now, right? Yes. I, he's he's avoiding her. And I Gail's picking up on it. You know what I mean? She's she's like, he's being distant with me. He's not interested in me sexually. He's avoiding me now. So that's why she's being extra. Let me explain where I am. You know what I mean? You probably think this is ha- like she's paranoid. She's getting yeah. paranoid. She's like, something's happening. And I feel like I need to, you know, be overly. And, and that's kind of what happens with people when they're suspicious of their partner or whatever, or they're paranoid for whatever reason or something. They They kind of hold on harder. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they don't they don't want that space. And if anything, that just tends to make shit worse. But um mm-hmm. I think that's definitely what's happening here. And we'll find out why soon. But yeah, it was hard because at this point it's like, who are we rooting for here? Yeah. Like, obviously trying to make things work, but Mitch just can't get over what happened. And then I said that's also understandable, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um yeah, what he says to her later in the episode, I totally like, oh, I get it. Yeah, got it. totally understand it, too. So I think I'm still on Mitch's side because he needs to do what he needs to do in order to heal from the hurt that right. he experienced with Gail's act. So, yeah, I think I'm also just um, I'm rooting for Gal, though, too, because she is trying. Yeah. Yep. But Mitch is also hurting. And mm-hmm. he's like you said, he's trying to figure out what is best for him because he's probably so mentally fucked up right now but yeah the other thing i wrote about about gal was her hair is so big (laughs) it was and and honestly i liked i liked how much body she was getting in her hair and everything like (laughs) and she looks so good yeah through the whole episode i loved everything that she was doing (laughs) yeah everything that she was doing and i mean a lot of it i'm sure was trying to get to appeal to mitch yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I know I was I was loving it. Go gal, get down with your bad self. Yeah, and the scene where she confronts him, she's wearing uh like it's like a white tank top, her hair is up in like a messy bun, and she's got this men's I like I guess it's one of Mitch's like flannels. And I said, Wow, she looks so good. Like there's something yeah. that, and like, she's she in, looks it was so sweatpants. Good. Yeah, she was just in comfy clothes i think she was in sweatpants the tank top the flannel and her hair was half up and yeah. half down so she had like all yeah. this body going on and she looked fantastic yeah i really like her <laughs> yeah i hope she comes on our podcast <laughs> i'm manifesting it <laughs> I, I sent her a message i wouldn't even know what to do with myself you'd be doing all the talking i'd be like um I don't know. I, don't know what I, to say. I sent her a message on um, Instagram and I commented on one of her posts. And I said, we love you. Come on our podcast. And nothing happened, though. No. But- <laughs> um, no. <laughs> she's probably like these crazy people. No, <laughs> she, I think she's good, though, with the like Dawson's Creek fandom. I see a lot of people that we follow on Instagram follow her back and she does respond back to a lot of them, which I think is cool. That's fantastic that she's so engaged. Yeah, engaged. So we see Pacey, she's watching Andy talk to Christy Livingstone and she tells Pacey, she's all ready for you. Or I, she's, I got her primed. That's what she says. And then Pacey says, okay, okay, go eat cement or eat cement, which I thought was an insult at first, but then I thought about it. And I think he just meant to say like, okay, no, go away. Like go walk. You know what I mean? Like go, yeah, go walk on cement. Yeah. I was like, wow, why would she eat cement? Like, why is he telling her to eat cement? And then I thought, oh, he's just telling her to walk away. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird turn of phrase that we never don't heard really it. use anymore. <laughs> never heard that before. 
That's um, like pounding dirt, you know, go pound some dirt, like take, take a walk. <laughs> yeah. What was the other one? Oh, uh, you bagging? You bagging tonight? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I never heard that either. Uh, me either. You bagging on me? Uh, to me, I would have thought that would have been like, like an insult, like I'm dishing yeah. on you or something like that. But no, they're like, no, I'm, I'm bailing, right? Bagging yeah. is replaced bailing, but I, I don't know. 90s lingo, man. It's been a while. <laughs> so this part, I've always, always got annoyed at when I watched it, when he's walking towards her. And he's like strutting and I don't understand why he's walking the way he's walking. I think it's so weird. He's he's gearing himself up and then he's like singing this little song out loud about, it's like a rhyme he comes up with about asking Christy out. But I think he's just kind of like, all right, here I go. Uh, I'm about to go talk to this really hot cheerleader who's older than me. And this is happening. Hey, Christy. You know, I I feel like he was just kind of not so much like a swagger walk because he's just trying to like swagger. Yeah, that's it. He was trying to be yeah. like swagger. Yeah, I don't think he was really trying to have like a swagger per se. I think he was just trying to trying to pump himself up and mm. have the cojones to approach this girl. That's all. Yeah. That's how I took it. Um, but he says, there once was a girl named Christy. Thought of her nude makes me misty. A night on the town, we'll both go get down. By the end of the date, she'll have kissed me. And he walks up to her and he asks her out and she says yes. And he looks like he's about to say like, let down he's yeah just, he's gonna like deny him and then he's like shocked <laughs> he's like really <laughs> and then she just walks away she's like yeah i'll go out with you. and then she just walks away there's like no plan like no. really no plan and he's like okay okay i got a date with her our next scene we see mitch and he's in his meeting and we hear the receptionist say mr drake will see you now and then phone it the phone i thought this was so smart that they did this the phone rings the receptionist answers and she says uh drake witherspoon and hall uh no we specialize in divorce and i wrote dun 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 yep <laughs> <laughs> didn't see that yeah. coming no not at all so I you're like he was oh. just, i just thought he was just being like you said avoiding her i didn't know that he was gonna go to a divorce well, I mean- player he is avoiding her he's avoiding her because he's been thinking about divorce <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> That's he, it's both things <laughs> uh, he just didn't tell her i mean he said he she had a meeting he had a meeting which isn't wrong he just didn't tell her what kind of meeting right yeah. he had a meeting set up and he did with a lawyer a divorce lawyer a, a divorce a divorce where am i from I a divorce lawyer <laughs> what do you want it's a pepperoni pizza <laughs> <laughs> forget about it a pasta basil <laughs> the best one how you doing how, oh yeah joey how you doing i love mm-hmm. joey mm-hmm. he's hysterical so our next scene is we see jen sitting by herself and she's sitting near the um the creek and dawson walks over and he's all dressed up and he goes to give her uh, a casserole that his mom made so she tells him that he looks spiffy and um you know, where is he headed? And she tell he tells her that he's going to the Rialto for their last showing. And Jen tells him that Grams is going there too. So he says that, you know, you decided not to go. And she says, she'd rather sit here and curse the world. And he, he just looks like really awkward. Cause it, it's almost like she wants him to, uh, it's almost like he should be inviting her to say like, well, yeah. let's, you should come and like have fun, that type of thing. Uh, she breaks that awkwardness by asking if he's going with Joey. And he says, yeah, who else? And she asks how things worked out between them. 
how are the two star-crossed lovers? And he says, you know us, we're Dawson and Joey. We'll always be Dawson and Joey, whatever that means. I'm telling you, man, he's just not, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, he even did that awkward. Yeah. But she asks him if they'll ever be a Dawson and Jen. And he tells her he thinks she could use a friend right now. And they hug and she holds on to him just a little too long. And he lets her go. And he tells her, you know, don't sit here and curse the world all night. It's a be- it's beautiful out. And it does. It looked beautiful. That whole scene with the light and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're now with Joey sitting at the end of the dock. And Bessie comes up and asks her what she's doing. And she says she's thinking about her date with Dawson. And how it's weird that they haven't had their second kiss yet. And Bessie tells her the second kiss is always tougher than the first one because the first kiss is the passionate one. It's the one fueled by desire and attraction and all that stuff. And the second kiss is rational. You have time to think about it, to worry and overanalyze. She says most women are partial to the first kiss, but she prefers the second one because it means something more. It's more real. Right. I don't understand this whole conversation. (laughs) Like, I really didn't get it. I was like, I've never heard this in my life. Me either. And I think it's just their way of trying to explain maybe Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Let's explain why Dawson's acting like a weirdo and making everything just super awkward. I don't know. I just. Well, she's not kissing him or she's trying to kiss him too, but it's like, it's not happening. So I guess. Yeah, but she's initiating. I don't see, you never really see Dawson actually initiate. He, she's leaving. No, he did. Over. He he did in the the hallway and she stopped him because she said this like i know our friendship has always been complicated and that's when he was like things are going to be so much easier anyway it happens it happens again when he picks up maybe i when i watched it i just i think they just paused too long and joey threw out a filler sentence because it was getting weird i just i don't know Mm -mm. i saw it differently but that's okay doesn't matter i think we no i think we have two different perspectives on this i like it yeah, <laughs> we, we really do. Because I just the entire time I'm I'm just paying. So I'm, I feel like I was watching their body language more. And I just he is so still where she's more leaning forward than he does. So I just feel like she's into it more. I think there are moments where they they must have said to them. All right. This scene, Dawson or James Anderbeek, you have to be more. Dawson is more into wanting to kiss her. But Joey's going to be the one who's standoffish now this scene it's going to be opposite i that's how i saw it happening it happened it was happening since the first scene where she kept trying to go kiss him again like her her eyes were on his mouth and he didn't go in the kisser but then they kissed before she left the the house um or when he grabbed her out the window could have been technically a second kiss i just think they're overthinking it i don't know i'm i'm probably just can't get over how awkward he is that is probably just me well bessie well she even tells bessie that they kissed more than one night one time that night and she says well it still counts as one this is the second one it's more rational one i don't think it still counts as one they had like a full-blown conversation it's not like they paused and broke apart to drink a glass of water catch their breath and go but that to me is like one long kiss okay so no, we but we are both in agreement <laughs> that it shouldn't be this awkward for them to oh, yeah, be no. just going in and kissing again for two people that like each other, it should not be this awkward. Granted, I have never dated somebody that I was best friends with first. So I, what do I know? But um, this is just. Oh, yeah, I did say fun. that earlier, right? I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that they are being very like weird about this whole second kiss. Okay. They're making it way more awkward than it needs to be. 
Um, we hear the song London Rain by Heather Nova playing. And we see Joey getting ready for her date. She's like fixing her hair in the mirror. She's like, whatever. And um, we see Dawson pull up in a fucking speedboat. Like, where'd that come from? Never saw him in a speedboat before. Like a little speedboat. Just go and pick her up at her house. He's it's like, he's like, you know what? You don't have to row to my house tonight. I'll come get you. <laughs> this might be the first time that we've seen this, but it's not the last time that we've seen it. It is. It, we find out it is. It's Mitch's. Oh, okay. Um, because it cute gets, little boat. It is. It gets. You see it again. You will see it again. So he pulls up to her dock, gets out, and he's walking towards her because she comes out of the house, and he pulls a little dandelion or daisy. It's, not it's a, daisy. a weed. <laughs> So it's a dandelion. It's some kind of flower. So he pulls the dandelion out of the ground and he says, for my first act on our first date, I thought chocolates, diamonds, convertibles, but I settled for foliage. <laughs> and she says, foliage is good. Yeah, he, he, um. I would have liked he, the chocolate. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'd like something other than this uh little flower. I'm not a flower person, first of all. I think I'd just kill them. But um, I don't want I don't want you to spend money on something that's just gonna die. I don't want it. If anybody's gonna buy me flowers, the only kind that I really want are Gerbera daisies. Do not put the uh, god awful baby's breath crap in there. My cats tear that ish up like it'll be everywhere. Don't Justin put the had a thing where he would buy flowers once in a while. We have like what are they called? Vases. Mm-hmm. We have like a t- <laughs> what are those things called? <laughs> what do you put flowers in? <laughs> <laughs> those tall skinny things that hold water and stems yeah a vase so we um we have a bunch of them but um we don't buy them anymore i don't know why he was always like bringing flowers home i was like i don't get it cheers up the space and depending on the flowers they smell really good it's nice to have living plants i tend to kill everything i can't even keep a cactus alive although i do have this really cool plant that's got like these long it's like a vine and that thing is, I, I have a really hard time killing that thing. So it's still, it's still living with me. Um, but yeah, I do love Gerbera daisies. I love Gerbera I have to daisies. I them up. I don't even know what they are. They're, they're daisies, but they're big and they're brightly colored. Hmm. They're my, they're my favorite. Did Terry ever buy you any? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. he, he knew what you liked. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time, <laughs> fun, fun fact, the first time he ever bought me flowers, they, uh, <laughs> uh they weren't real which is totally (laughs) fine but he didn't realize that they weren't real how (laughs) oh no i i knew them in i knew instantly that they weren't and he's like what are you you confused and i'm like why would i put them in water and he's like what do you mean and i'm like they're not real he's like how can you tell like touch it (laughs) did you wait did did he purposely Wait, did he purposely buy them for you? Well, he bought them for me, but he didn't. No, I mean, like, no. Oh, he didn't know they were fake. Where did he buy them? At a flower shop. Huh? Why was a flower shop selling fake flowers? First of all, (laughs) but they're pretty. I still have them. They're in a. They're in a vase. They're actually over there. So I do have them still. So it's a joke between us, and now between all of us, um, about the first time you ever bought flowers. They will (laughs) never ever die. I will have them for the rest of my life um oh, so they're cute. really they're cute and they're daisies right they look like daisies and they've got these little butterflies you know in them <laughs> I don't know how I didn't <laughs> <do this. laughs> they were cute 
Okay, it was really you cute. have known. <laughs> You'll have to ask him the next time you see him. <laughs> oh, no, he has have known. Well, either way, have them forever. I have them. I have my first bouquet of flowers from him. I will have them forever. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, there you go, guys. You ever not sure? Just get a good girl, a fake flower. You know what I mean? And you guys will have it forever. It won't die in a week. You'll have it forever. And you'll always remember when you look at this flower and you'll be like, remember our first date when I brought you flowers? Don't and don't pick a weed out of the ground and give it to your date while she's watching you. Yeah. Yeah, and his big khakis. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I had the same exact outfit that he's wearing in this episode, too. It's I feel so like funny. everybody in the 90s did. So he goes up and you think they're going to kiss again. They're going to have that second kiss. But they're doing this weird dance. She's like circling him. Yeah, well, I, I, I see it because so like they're standing next to each other. She's looking at his eyes. She's looking at his mouth. He's just looking at her eyes. Like they're, he's and not... they're super close to each other. They are, but like... When you're interested in kissing somebody, you're always going to be looking at their mouth. Like you just, that's, that's where your gaze goes. Um, and it's like, I feel like, you know, they, they weren't moving towards each other and Joey would just be like, all right, this isn't happening. And she would turn away and he'd be like, well, wait. And then they start talking and she would come back to him. And then they would just do this dance again where they're really close. He's eye contact and she's just looking at his mouth, looking at Dawson's eyes, looking at his mouth. You know what I mean? She clearly wants to kiss. He just doesn't have a clue again the man doesn't have a clue <laughs> well he gave her a lead so he gave her yeah I, I just i don't know i feel like maybe it wasn't so thought through for him i just feel like the way that he behaves he's still kind of treating her as the friend mm-hmm. and it's just last minute thoughts oh i probably should have got her something this is actually a date let me grab this weed growing out of the grass you know what no i mean point. i never even thought of that yeah and even when they're at the movie theaters, the, the interaction, the whole thing with Jen, and it's just like, I'm on a date, but kind of, but it's Joey. So let me go chase after my ex-girlfriend real quick. So you're you know, answering just... your own thing. Like, they're, because it's, it's weird because it's, they're so confused right now about their yeah. relationship. And they're not helping it at all. Yeah. So they're definitely no. <laughs> confused with their relationship and he's not helping at all because, I mean, Joey is, her body language is clear. He's not reading her signals. Yeah. And he's too much in his head. You know what I mean? And Joey doesn't want to push him because she could get hurt if she does, which I totally understand. I just, I feel like they're still not on the same page. Oh yeah. I don't think that they are at all. They're never on the same page. He tells her he's really glad they don't have to worry about the, will she kiss me at the end of the evening drama? Yeah, and... I think they still need to worry about that because they can't even. <laughs> <laughs> no. They, uh, they that is that. something you need to worry about. Yeah, they, they still need to worry about this because clearly they can't get out of their own heads and just make out already. <laughs> so she says, yeah, but now you have to endure the agony of, well, I've already kissed her. So should we just check into a motel room and go at it like porn stars anxiety? I thought I thought it was so unnecessary. <laughs> They're just going to the extreme. Look. Like, can't you just do one step at a time? Now you're going to talk about motels, hotels and porn. I just... This is what I'm talking about. So I was so for them getting together last season because it was just what I look. That's what I was watching. That's what I was like in for because that's all the writers as me as a viewer watch and was like, okay, they're going to make them kiss by the end of the season, but then watching it and just relating to things in my own personal life and watching them get together. 
it gave me anxiety. And I said, I don't want them to be together. I want them not to be together. It's making the show weird. I liked it when she was being like sarcastic towards him and being annoyed by him and how I didn't mind it after all that. I didn't mind it because it's watching the two of them together in a way made it very, like he even said it, it felt a little incestuous to me. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really here for the Dawson Joey show. I think it's weird now watching it. I think I'm happy that she's getting what she always wanted, but I don't think he's a hundred percent in. And I know later in the season, and even as the show goes on, we're supposed to believe that he is fully in love with her. But to me, it's not, I don't think he really ever was. I don't know. No, I'm not. But we'll get I'm into not, that later in <laughs> other seasons. I'm not buying it at all. And I mean, I'm kind of, I'm glad that they did this because this is what this entire first season was leading up to, mm-hmm. you know, with these two, because they were just dancing around each other. So they're like, we got to give the viewers what they want. They, they've been waiting all season for this. So we get it. Um, and then it doesn't work, but at least, you know, we got we got it you know what i mean so we could decide for ourselves is this going to work is it not going to work and it, it doesn't but um yeah at least at have. least up until this point i am just i'm not buying what dawson's selling they don't <laughs> I'm not have buying, buying any it. chemistry and they are better off as friends for sure their chemistry on set is definitely you know sibling or best friend they've got that vibe going on there's just nothing romantic i mean joey sells it dawson just either he's acting really 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 well <laughs> or he just isn't i don't know I wonder what they thought when they were filming it i wonder if they thought like this is gonna ruin the show this is gonna mess things up i don't know it's just very um i feel awkward watching them because i felt awkward watching it then and now watching it now it it gave me that anxiety again but um i'm not really enjoying it i just think it's off it's all it's just awkward it's awkward to me it's very awkward i don't like i don't know so he says he thinks he can handle that and she says good because i know a good hotel so he says let's start with something simple and he wants he says he wants to hold her hand um so he holds her hand so now we're at the rialto and we hear Dawson say that he can't believe that they're tearing this place down. And as the camera pans over, we see Graham sitting by herself and she's just sort of like taking in the environment. She looks kind of happy. Um, she looks like she's reminiscing. Yeah. Yeah. She's taking it in. Yeah. Jamie, you're good with the words tonight. I can't think of them. <laughs> That's okay. I got you. He tells Joey that all of their movie watching will be, re- will be restricted to his bedroom now. And she says, a fate worse than death <laughs> so you have nothing to say when i say these lines your face is like you're gonna vomit <laughs> uh so jen is raining in on dawson and joey's date oh wait before that i was gonna here. say there's an extra behind joey like right behind joey in a blue shirt Mm. And she's just staring at them the whole time. Just staring at them. The back it's, of their heads. <laughs> like, like watching them film the scene. It's like, why did the, why did they put this girl right behind <laughs> to watch? It was so bizarre. Yeah. This, they must've just did it in one take or nobody really noticed her. Cause they'd be like, Hey, eyes on yeah. the screen. <laughs> Not on the, wow. She's know, literally just actors. staring. So then, uh, they look like they're about to kiss again. Like they're going to go in for a kiss. But then the lights dim and the movie starts to play. 
And there's this nice throwback I noticed from the uh, pilot episode from when the four of them went to the movies together. And then you hear the music playing with the intro of this of the movie. And Joey's watching Dawson try to go for Jen's hand. And it's the same thing that's happening here. Oh, yeah. The music is playing. And then you see them just hold hands. I thought that was so it was cute. It was a nice throwback to that scene. Yeah. Especially if you caught it. Right. Which I didn't. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm so shocked. <laughs> I suck at this. <laughs> I know I know how good you are with these types of things. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say that they're watching the last picture show, which makes sense. They're watching the last picture show at the last showing at the Rialto and right. Um, so Dawson is just like just gazing at Joey and then there's a quick cut to Pacey he's uh, at this water fountain which we actually went to when we were in Do- um, when we were in Dawson's Creek when we were in <laughs> Wilmington North Carolina <laughs> um, it's I have like pictures sitting there and he's just whistling his Christy rhyme and we think that Christy stood him up because he's just like it looks like he's just waiting for her and we're back in the movie theater and behind Dawson, we see an usher with his flashlight and he's helping somebody to their seat. And we see that it's Jen. And what were you saying? She she's raining uh, in on their parade. Yeah. Inviting <laughs> <laughs> herself onto their date. Oh, man. Yeah. So I, like, basically... I don't even know how you juggle something like this. How do you juggle the friend who is a friend who's also your ex of a couple of weeks who also just had their grandfather die and then you turn around and you've got this new relationship with your best friend Helly, how do you how do you juggle that when you have a friend who clearly does need somebody to talk to she's grieving but she's you know so she she needs friends she's by herself and then you've got this new relationship like how do you be like i want to be in this relationship but our friend needs us and that's the other thing that bugged me why aren't both of them why is it always on dawson because joey's not friends with her I guess. But Dawson I has more like, of a relationship with her than Joey. Joey, they've always been frenemies. Yeah, but they can still, like her grandfather just died. I feel like Joey can put that shit aside and, you know, you know also what else, comfort Jamie? their mutual friend, whether she likes her or not. I don't, I don't know. I also think they're <laughs> playing, they're playing teenagers. And if this was happening, like in a teenager's life, they would just be, it would, depending on the teenager, it would be just like, like drama school, like right now. You know what I mean? They would be like, why is she at our date? Like, I understand her grandfather died, but why isn't she just with her grandmother keeping her company? But I mean, that's how kids are too. I mean, I don't know. I also think that if Dawson was just honest with her, honesty is the best thing to do in life. Um, Being honest is the best thing in life. Being honest is the best thing in life. (laughs) (laughs) Once more. Always be honest. honest. (laughs) (laughs) All he has to say to her is, look, Jen, I want to be here for you. I want to be your friend. I'm always going to be your friend. But, you know, clearly it just didn't work out for us. But I'm with Joey now and we're just seeing how that works. And like, I would let her sit there and be at the movie. I wouldn't make a big deal about it. But the way she does sort of like just jump in on their date and she's like, I thought we could go to the ice house after and get some food. And that to me was invading their space. Yeah. And yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. The way that um, he reacts and he even says, I didn't like, I don't know what she's talking about because she even says, I told, uh, I'm taking your advice. Like I'm getting out. Like you told me to. And he's like, I don't know what she's talking about. Cause it's, she's sort of like insinuating that he said, come and join us, which he didn't. And, you know, Joey's sort of looking like, like, what is this girl doing now? Like, why can't I just have, like, I finally have what I want without her being involved in it. And now she's involving herself in it. Like what, like, Joey really does just get the shitty end of the stick a lot of the time. He really does. And that's what I mean. Like, how do you juggle that kind of situation where you're like, like, what do you like in Dawson's shoes? What do you do? Like, I really sympathized a bit with Dawson at the same time when it comes to like this triangle thing, at least yeah. on his end, because he's tried to tell Jen a couple of times and yeah. she just kept changing the subject, turning away. And it happens again, I think in the next, the next part of this scene yeah. um, where he tries to address this thing and she just flips it she doesn't want to hear it she knows it's coming and that's part of the thing that bugs me about jen this episode and while i understand that she's grieving and she probably doesn't want to be alone uh she's also knows she knows what's going on even if they didn't tell her she's not stupid you know what i mean and um she just i just i got that same feeling I, like in the beginning okay but like at this point in time you know you have to you have know, some kind happening. of yeah, you yeah. have to have some kind of like common sense to be like, why would I go intrude on their date? Like, I know yeah. that they're together. I'm not going to go and do that because that's sort of a shitty thing. And to she, do. she kind of like instantly regretted it when she sat down and she's like, why am I doing this? Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm leaving. I don't mean to. You know what I mean? Like, she just gets up. No, and she I leaves. felt like she left. I no, I felt like she was being a total victim in the scene. She mm-hmm. she went purposely to go sit with them, to go hang out with them, knowing they were there together. She knew that they were seeing each other because she even said to him, how are the two star-crossed lovers? Yeah. And yeah, he didn't want to said. say anything to hurt her because she, he didn't want to hurt her feelings. But it's very obvious the way he went after her in the finale that he is starting to look at her differently. Right. So Jen, like even saying, "What will there ever be a Dawson and Jen? And he says like, pretty much no. You know, yeah. that ship has sailed. It's and over. yeah, it's over. And so yeah, I feel like her going and uh involving herself on their date and planning out their like fucking night by saying, let's go get food after this. It's very intrusive. And I feel like she was in the wrong. And then the way she reacts oh, yeah. to him when she jumps, like she, she even says, she I'm did. not welcome. Just from the way she looked to Joey, I feel like because Joey could tell you could when she they show her face, she's very annoyed. And yeah, um, she goes, I guess I'm not welcome. And then she got up and leaves. And then Dawson runs after her. And I feel like that's exactly what she wanted. Yeah. Oh, it is definitely what she wanted. And it's something she expected him to do. I I completely agree with you there. Yep. Just take away the part. Take away her her grandfather dying. She's still doing the same shit she was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, when he was alive. Yeah. So she's she's just extra now. She's more obvious. She's more like. She's sort of like hiding under this veil now of people. I, I don't think she thought this, but. It's sort of like, oh, I have this whole thing now. Like, you can feel sorry for me because I'm going through this, but I'm still going to act like this. Like a new angle to get Dawson's attention. Yeah. But I don't think she's like a nasty person. I just think she's. No. Yeah. I think she's got a lot of feelings. She's a mess. (laughs) And she's kind of alone. And she is definitely a mess. I literally wrote down here uh, that she still wants Dawson because of the conversation they're about to have. Uh, Jen's going to the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's literally what I wrote. Jen is going to the dark side. Um, and I mean, I feel like this is a turning point. This really kind of, 
I mean, we'll, we'll find out later with the season. It's been a minute since I've watched it, but she starts hanging out with Abby Morgan. Thank you. <laughs> she starts hanging out with Abby. Um, so yeah, we see the look that Joey just gives her and then Jen gets up and says she shouldn't have come. And Dawson's calling out there. He's like, Jen, 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 Jen. Like everybody could hear him. He doesn't such a scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why the extras are <laughs> staring at him. <laughs> so he gets Maybe. up and he he doesn't say anything. He's like, I have to go. And then just sort of leaves Joey there. Like he he doesn't want to do it, you can tell, but he just gets up and he does it. And he goes after her. And then this is when you when they uh, do a close up of Joey's face. You see the extra on the opposite side of her just staring at her. So she's got an extra behind her. And she's got an extra beside her just staring at her. Do you think that that she just like felt the eyes in the back of her head? You know, these extras and while Joey's trying to do this like, shot, you know, like I feel like at this point they were they were sort of like getting um, a lot more famous because of the first season mm. and just like reading about their personal stories over the years and like how they blew up that first season. I'm sure that they were probably a little nervous being around a bunch of young people that were the age of them in the show. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm sure they had like security around too. I don't, I mean, during that, there were no security when I was there because it wasn't, it was started to like die down a little bit, but I feel like if I was on the set being an extra, I would probably be staring at them too. I'd be like, cause I was so obsessed with her. I was like, so into Katie Holmes at the time. I'd, I'd probably be just watching her. Apparently you weren't the only one. <laughs> apparently. Um, but yeah. So we get this funny little scene with, from the movie and the characters are talking and the one actress who's it's Sybil Shepherd, if you know who she is, she um, says a line in it. She goes, nothing is ever the way it's supposed to be at all. And then we cut back to Joey and it's sort of like relating to her life right now. <laughs> She's finally got her, her guy and it's not how it's never. Supposed this is to be. not a very good first date. Like yeah. it had the every start and intention to be a good date. But Jen kind of ruined it. Mm, kind of. Sorry, right. Jen. You ruined it. <laughs> I know you're grieving. I'm trying to be empathetic here, but uh, you ruined it. Yeah, fucked up. Um, so Dawson's in the lobby looking for Jen and a couple of kids move out of the way. And she's sitting behind on this like big chair thing. It's awesome, by the way. I love those chairs. They're like those like 60s, 70s. I don't know the like round ones that you would always see in those really old hotels in the lobby, yeah, right in yeah, the middle yeah, of the yeah. floor. Yeah, that you always saw in, like the funky colors. Only this was like a nice blue. I think I love those chairs. Those chairs are so cool. <laughs> so this, uh, where they filmed this at the Rialto, it's at mm-hmm. the actual theater um, in Wilmington, North Carolina. It's like a theater, like where they put on plays and shows. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they um, actually still have that chair there that she was sitting in. I think they just repurposed it in like a different color. Because I think the one she's sitting in in this episode, it's purple. Is it purple? Yeah, it was like a, it was one like blue or purple. I don't know. So he goes over and talks to her and Jen says, you know, it's funny that this was where we went on our first date, the same theater. And now they're tearing it down. How's that for one of his metaphors? And he just apologized to her. He's constantly apologizing to her. And he says, you know, I didn't, it's not like you couldn't sit with us. I didn't want you to feel like that. And he says that he and Joey are on a date 
and she cuts him off. And she asks him if he wanted to be with Joey the whole time they were dating. And he says, no. And she says, it's sad, really, that I was the girl whose sole purpose was to allow you to figure out who you were really in love with. He's being very sympathetic. And he says, you know, don't think about it like that. And she says she admits to running him off and um, she's sorry. And she tells him she went from the girl next door to the object of his affection to the third wheel. And he tells her that, um, you know, don't even think about any of this stuff right now that they'll work themselves out. She says, do me a favor. Just don't jump Joey right away. Seeing you together might send me to razor blades. So um, he tells her, don't even joke about that. Which is hilarious because he did the same thing to Joey in the last episode when uh, she said she was going to go to France and he says suicide. This is not a funny thing to joke about. This is the second time that this happens in this show. And um, it's just something that bugs me. And this is, I think, one of the reasons why I wrote Jen's going to the dark side because she doesn't mean it like at all. I don't think that she means she just said it because it's extreme. Right. She's being so dramatic right now. Yep. Because first of all, usually the people who go to razor blades, they don't talk about it. Yeah. That's not something that they talk about. And usually nobody ever finds out unless you just happen to see a scar or something. Like, it's just not something you will never know. This bugs me so much when she said that. And this is part of the reason why she was my least favorite uh, character in this entire episode. Yeah, she was doing it for attention, clearly. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was a little shocked, too, that they brought it up, brought this up in this episode like they did in the last one, because it really isn't like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's it's like icky, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just bad. It's, it's a bad taste. It's bad taste. So, yeah, he tells her, like, don't even joke about that. And she says, why not? This whole thing is a joke. You, me, my entire life here is a joke. And she just, she like runs off all dramatically. Um, So he goes back into the theater and sees that Joey left, but left the dandelion, the foliage on her chair, perfectly sitting on the chair. And there was somebody sitting right next to her, but there wasn't somebody sitting right next to her when she was in there with Dawson. (laughs) There was like an older guy sitting in the chair next to her. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom. Oh, maybe, maybe. (laughs) That happens to people. (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of important things that happen it it is i mean i've had to go to the bathroom it sucks when you're in the middle of a movie or something you're like i want to know but i gotta go you know it's weird i like feel like i never have to go to the bathroom when i go to the movies really yeah it's weird depends on how much soda i drink i usually don't drink that much but Um, or you finish your your popcorn and you're still hungry and you got to go back for like the pretzel bites you know (laughs) i never justin always gets popcorn when we go to the movies we always get like a big giant cherry coke Mm -hmm. mostly for me and um i never drink it all but i never order anything else like candy or anything i never do pretzel bites i love the pretzel bites i don't do the cheese it's usually like nacho cheese or something gross just give me the pretzels and um i'll get giant peanut m&ms and i'll put them in my popcorn <laughs> and then so you never know what it is it's like a it's like a surprise <laughs> and you when you pull the popcorn you know the big handfuls yeah. of popcorn oh it's so good you and the chocolate and popcorn together I do like when the popcorn, I'm not a popcorn person, first of all, but when there is a lot of like butter on it, when they have, but they, the last time we went to the movies, um, it was a couple of months ago. We actually went and it was like not crowded at all, but the, they, they stopped doing that at our theater with the butter. They said it was a COVID thing. Probably. And, or they usually, um, they used to have like their own stations. You can add your own depending on what you're thinking. Yeah. That, that would make sense because it's food uh considered oh. food so that made sense that they would take that away right now 
but um oh i guess so yeah it's considered food but i don't i don't i like butter i don't like a sh- crap like i don't like a shit ton of butter like i don't want it drenched and it's leaking through the bag you know <laughs> like that's just oh, yeah. too much but i like buttered popcorn and i like it with chocolate <laughs> i love chocolate <laughs> you're making me want m&ms i really want m&ms in the beginning of uh, quarantine, I bought so many bags of those peanut and like regular M&Ms mm-hmm. through Amazon. Like we were stockpiled with them and I would like keep them in the fridge. I'd be eating them. Like I gained so much weight. Doing it. Dollar General, I think it is, has these like family size bag mixes and it's oh. peanut butter M&Ms, regular M&Ms and the peanut M&Ms in one bag. Oh my it's God. like all three of my favorites in one bag. It's amazing. <laughs> I used to really like the peanut butter ones, but then they made me sick one time and I just stopped eating them. Yeah, they get too sweet. You can't eat too many of them. Yeah. But the peanut ones and the regular ones you can eat all day. There so are pretzel ones. They're good. Yeah, those are good too. Well, yeah, it's chocolate. And, and the crispy salt. ones are really good. They're okay. I, those are my least favorite, actually. Um, I feel I like think. I even gave you the, the caramel ones. They're good. Or maybe the caramel ones were the ones that were my least favorite because caramel, if it gets cold, it gets hard as a rock. And I just, I don't know. I think maybe it was the caramel ones. Yeah, you can't eat a lot of them. You can't eat this. Yeah. They have brownie ones too that I always see a five below and I never get them. And now I'm like, I should try them next time I go. I didn't know there was brownie ones. I'm going to have to find those. Um, But yeah, Jen's going to the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh we see pacey is still sitting by this fountain and we see christy come up and she tells him right away that she can't stay um her boyfriend's waiting in the car because he's getting all excited he's like you know we probably missed the movie but we can go get dinner and she just says i can't stay and she says it's their five week anniversary and he wasn't too stoked that they made plans that she made other plans <laughs> celebrates a five-week anniversary and of course he's not going to be stoked that she made other plans but a five-week not you know like the first month no i don't understand people five who weeks. do that I don't, I don't understand. I mean, unless they're, they're having it. Oh, one week anniversary, two week Not anniversary. That. That's so stupid. I think I did like the one month because, you know, you made it to your one month, three months only because usually around the third month mark, you decide whether or not you're going to actually stay with this person or if you're going to break up. I feel like it takes no, about that's six months, months. <laughs> six months is a half a year. And then it's yearly after that. But I feel like my relationships were either made or broken after three months. So I was somewhere in the month mark. And that's like, by then we knew, okay, this is or isn't going to (laughs) work. Three months. If you make it past six, then you're good. But um, not five weeks. (laughs) Not five weeks. Three. (laughs) I said, this girl's an idiot, but um, she's cute. She starts to say, you know, she thinks he's so brave for living under a constant cloud of death because of his heart stripe. (laughs) He's like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you know, the stripe you have across your heart that at any moment it could start strangling your heart and you'll just die. And he goes, oh, yeah, my heart's trying. (laughs) He just goes along with it. like Because he's like, what else am I going to (laughs) do? Yeah. And she says she respects him for not wanting special treatment because, you know, she suffers from asthma and she wouldn't want anyone treating her any differently. And she says, I think you're quite a guy, Pacey. (laughs) She's so like, (laughs) 
I don't know. It's so ridiculous. And this entire, I'm like, well played, Andy. Well played. Yeah, it was good. And then you hear her boyfriend honking for her and she leaves. I go, Christy is cute, but dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and Pacey's just super embarrassed. It is It is a good uh, prank. It was good because, you know, he got her. She got him back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she got him good. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> I like when we get to it. It made, it made me laugh. So now the theater's letting out and we see Grams go up and she finds Jen uh, sitting alone. And Grams looks so happy to see Jen that she like got out and was like sitting there. Mm-hmm. And Jen just looks fucking miserable. And Jen goes, fancy meeting you here. So are you going to go find a little action now that you're a single woman? <laughs> She's so like angry now. <laughs> I thought it was such a crude thing to say, but it was so funny the way. She, like, why would you say that? <laughs> well, because Grams doesn't sound or feel like she's grieving to her. She's like, oh well, you're not grieving for my grandfather. You might as well just go find another male, you hussy. You know. <laughs> I know, but she explained to her in the beginning of the episode, like why, why. I she's know. Like, okay. But the but way Jen's she... emotional right now, okay? She's I upset like... over Dawson. She's upset over <laughs> her life. She's upset over just her grandfather and the she's choices upset she, she can't made. Show off her short haircut. <laughs> she's upset <laughs> about everything. She's got too many pins poking her brain right now because she's really not everything. Happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she's got a headache. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she. Um, I wrote and I laughed out loud when she said that. And Graham just comes up to her and she's just like, Jennifer, don't say those things. She's not even mad. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> Jen tells her she's 16 years old and look what she's become. Basically saying like, I'm you, like I'm sitting alone in a theater. Like that's what, how I took it. She's like her, comparing herself to her grandmother. Mm-hmm. She lives in this strange town without a friend to her name. Although Grams might be the only friend she's got, but she's not sure if she even likes her that much. And Grams tells her that they might bicker, but she loves her. And now that Grams is gone, that Jen is all she's got, that she's her world. And Jen says, well, if I'm all you've got, then I pity you too. And Grams leans in and gives her a hug and like they sort of like embrace and um jen like they release and she gets she sits back and she asks she goes did you like the movie like (laughs) the way she said it (laughs) did you like the movie and grams tells her that she didn't come to watch the movie she came to be with her husband because that's where they went on their very first date and she says he was never more handsome than that night and jen just says she's sorry so i thought that was cute and you were right she was um what did you say reminiscing yeah, she's reminiscing. Yeah. Lost so now, happy memories. Yeah, she's like sitting there thinking about her very first date with Gramps, how young he was and handsome. And they probably banged that night. And <laughs> <laughs> he was probably such a stud. Such a terrible visual. <laughs> <laughs> Just picture two young people. Don't picture Gramps. <laughs> And Gramps on his on his like deathbed. On his deathbed. Oh, it's so awkward. All right. Anyway. So, so now uh, we see Pacey in this little supermarket type store, and Andy walks in, and I, I wrote, "She looks really cute in orange." She um, does. She looked really cute, but this cafe store, I, I'm very confused on what the store is. I said that it, too. I said in this weird little supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. 
weird. You first walk in and it looks like a cafe and they don't have normal baskets for walking around like the plastic <gasps> ones that are in most restaurants. They had like, it was like a, a wicker, wicker basket. <laughs> it was a wicker basket. <laughs> it was a whisk a wicker basket right so she's walking around with this and there's little cafe tables and comfy chairs and stuff and then you look behind pc and it's like a grocery store or like a like a corner market or something you know just like a quick little store and then they end up on this one aisle and it's like hair dye next to the peroxide next to yeah. burt's bees next to liquor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was quite a store. yeah it's like a i don't know like a really small town version of like one of those i don't i don't know it's it was just, like one of those old drugstores that sold like you could go to the counter and get like lunch i guess yeah or candy or yeah what did they call them i think they were just a drugstore they, right? they were called something though the where they would get like they would have soda or like some of them were like specialized in like ice cream and candy yeah <laughs> It was just, but it was weird because it wasn't just like one long counter. It was like a store, but not like a big store, like this tiny. I, I yeah, I thought it was weird too. It was, theater. it was like a restaurant a slash thing. supermarket slash uh, convenience store slash yeah. drug store slash everything. It was a really you can buy date small, bread tiny store, and you could buy uh, hair dye and peroxide. And get a meal served to you at the same time. That type of yeah. Stuff. I had like cafe vibe to it. Not necessarily like restaurant, but like a cafe vibe. And and Burt's Bees. I don't know what she had. They had a whole shelf devoted to Burt's Bees. <laughs> and I always recognize Burt's Bees every time it's you in like You can't not. I mean, it's looked like a honeycomb. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Pacey walks up to her and, sh- and she says, Pacey, shouldn't you be at home? A man in your condition should be hooked up to a life support system. <laughs> and he asks her what a heart stripe is and she says i made it up pretty creative <laughs> i thought that was so funny the way she says it i made yeah. it up <laughs> and she's so proud of it too i know i would be proud of it too it's hilarious so she says look what's hilarious is that uh christy bought it <laughs> that's what's well because she's so look She's somebody who is celebrating a five-week anniversary, and she thinks a- asthma is like a debilitating, like thing that's gonna kill her. I mean, it could. Some people I have know, really bad asthma. <laughs> she doesn't have bad asthma. She's she's a cheerleader for Christ's sake. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, she can't be that asthmatic if she she's flying in the air and doing all these yeah. jumping jacks and running a mile at least a day. So. So Andy says, look, I don't know you, but if you thought a girl like Christy Livingstone was going to break out with her beautiful all-state boyfriend for you, a sophomore with a heart stripe, you're massively deluded. <laughs> she like, insinuates that he still has it. That's a crazy up. <laughs> well, she doesn't know him. <laughs> a heart stripe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So then he says, well, why don't you just rub salt in my wounds? He said, Christy was a metaphor. It's the same reason why I dyed my hair. I was under the impression that I could overcome my unlucky ways. But after what happened tonight, obviously not. Back to old Pacey, the black sheep, the loser, the brunette. 
and she's not even <laughs> listening to him like she's listening to him but she's like shopping at the same time yeah. and um it's really funny she really played it really good mm-hmm. and she tells him that she thinks he should dye his hair back because his uh frosted tips look hideous and <laughs> he's holding a bottle of peroxide and she tells him not to use it because it'll strip his hair and she hands him another product and says leave it in for 20 minutes and then rinse and she and he goes well how am i supposed to know that you're not pranking me and she's like I guess you'll never know. <laughs> I got an idea, Pacey. Read the box <laughs> that she handed you. Yeah. What's in your hand right now? Oh, hair uh, dye. Hair dye. Yeah. Hair back. Yeah. She says, I guess you'll just have to take that chance. Bye, Officer Pacey. <laughs> and he smiles as she walks away. And now we're with Mitch and Gail. She's confronting him in her hot, sexy outfit that she's wearing mm-hmm. and says that she never thought that he would ever lie to her, which is funny considering the situation. I think that's that part is what probably makes it even more shocking probably to her because after everything that they've been through, that he would do the same thing. And she, I guess she wouldn't think that Mitch would be that kind of spiteful person. So that's what I got well, from that. The other thing, too, is with these two, the fact that she doesn't understand that he's still hurt and angry, which she which she says. So she says, um, uh, Mitch says he doesn't he went he went to the divorce lawyer because he doesn't know how to live with someone he equally loves and hates at the same time. And he was just looking to see what his options were. And mm-hmm. she tells him that he he can either stay and try to give their marriage another chance or he can write his lawyer a big fat check and make their marriage another statistic. And she says, what's it going to be? Do either of those uh, options sound appealing, Mitch? <laughs> the way she kept saying his he name. Is such a stink after this. But um, I really, it really kind of hits you when Mitch literally says, you know, like, how do you, what do you do with the person you love, you hate in equal measure? It's not yeah. even just that I love and hate you. I hate you and I love you in the same amount. Like, I love you so much and I hate you so much. It just kind of goes to show the extent of his struggle. Um, and he is, he's definitely, he's struggling. He hates her as much as he loves her. Yep. So that's a whole lot of mess that man is dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. So he says he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's what he's doing. So I'm glad that they're still exploring this and we're going to get into it more. So now we hear Have a Little Faith in Me playing by John Hyatt, which is one of those songs you hear and you just, it's like one of those addictive songs. (laughs) You don't even know it. I gotta look it up. I don't know. Have a little (laughs) faith in me. I probably know it, Stephen. I just don't know. I'll cut that out. Um, so we see I Dawson. <laughs> You're the singer on the podcast, not me. Oh yeah, sure. Because I'm so beautiful with that singing too. <laughs> I don't see anybody knocking on our doors and going, "Jamie, sign this record label." <laughs> I know, I know. Nobody's saying, "Guys, I want you, to, you two, to be the biggest Dawson's Creek podcast out there." Where are you? Where are you? Where have you been all our lives? Well, we've been right here all alone. There's so many, but you are the one. The one. <laughs> We've only been here for a couple of months, but we're here. We've we only been one. here since July. And ah. look, we're, uh, we're blowing up. We're blowing up. Blown up. <laughs> <laughs> we're huge. Instant stars. <laughs> oh, my God. Dawson's Creek, here we come. Come, come, come. 
creek talk talking about talking the in the creek creek, creek talk. In the creek. yeah wait how talking does our how does our show how does it go <laughs> oh wait i have because i have to hear it creek talk talk about the creek creek <laughs> talk talk about the creek talk about <laughs> dawson's creek <laughs> i think that's all it goes um thank you to justin michael parker for writing that for us yes um, thank you follow his tarot channel at, on youtube at justin michael tarot give you a shout out even though he doesn't ever give me one on his channel <laughs> but he's bitter <laughs> i am his friend gave us a shout out jamie his friend mm. in one of their tarot groups but justin never gives us one on his thing Anyway, so Dawson finally finds Joey sitting on a park bench because he's been running all over town again. So it's like a repeat of what just happened in the finale. He's like searching for her again. And he finds her and he says, you know, I have you have to know I don't have any feelings for Jen. You have to know this. I don't love her. I love you. You are the one for me. And we're going to make this happen. We're going to make this work. And she's like, I know, Dawson. I know. Stop. Just calm down. God. But you shouldn't have went after her. I wanted to be here alone. I know. <laughs> You're already right. exhausting me. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, you want to go, you know, hang out with Jen right now. And that's fine. I want to be here by myself. Watching no. all these happy couples on their little <laughs> paddle boats with the twinkly lights. Probably with the swan at the top. I don't know. But I'd rather watch all the couples have their dates while I sit here swan, alone buddy. on a bench and watch them have their dates. And while my date is comforting his ex (laughs) that's my ideal perfect date (laughs) well the thing about this though is that joey is mature enough to understand that he was just going to console her without any other intention thank goodness for that at least she's got a brain yeah because she like the way she responds to him she's like i know but she starts to tell him why she turned down france because she really wanted to go and she probably really should have because it's a life-changing experience and um she says in france i wouldn't be joey the waitress or joey the daughter of a convict or joey half of the will they won't they couple of the century and that's putting a lot of pressure on yourself and a lot of credit because you've only been one season, Katie Holmes. <laughs> we don't know about <laughs> this yet. <laughs> the century, <laughs> maybe 13 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a summer and, hiatus. <laughs> and then and then just just long enough for us to decide that we don't like you as a couple. And <laughs> just make it last one episode and just give us back to your old bickering ways. That's what we want. <laughs> That's what we want. We decided we didn't like the ending. <laughs> we we don't want them to be together. No, no. We like it better when they're not. <laughs> so she says she didn't go because it was the easiest way out. And she didn't want to take the easy way out. She thought staying in Cape Side would make her stronger. And then there's Dawson Leary, who finally got a clue. And she says, as complicated as our friendship was, it doesn't even compare to how complicated whatever you and I have here is bound to be. So heavy, you know, it's so fucking heavy. Just like take it like he was saying, like one step at a time. Just stop overthinking it. Yeah, there's a lot of overthinking. There's a lot of overthinking that's happening right here. And I think a lot of it is, man, if this is how this is going to be, I probably should have went to France. Yeah. Yeah. So there's regret. Because I know when Jack McPhee enters the picture, a lot of stuff happens between 
the, these two. That's also I can't not wait. Gonna like. I'm so excited for the next. I do remember that. Episodes. This season's good. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah I I'm excited for it too. It's so different already from the first season. It's so different already. So ready. Um, Dawson tells her whatever they have may not be simple, but it doesn't mean it can't be scorching. Then he does this terrible, cringy French, French glish accent, French glish English, <laughs> French glish accent, English, <laughs> French glish. <laughs> Friendlish. Yeah. Friendlish. Fr- yes. Say it again. Friendlish. 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 There you Fringlish. go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You got it. It's, so <laughs> whatever he's trying to do is fucking terrible. Okay. Yeah. Um. So he says, you know, he's like saying this terrible, all this stuff in this terrible accent. And um, they get on the swings. And then it reminded me how much I love a swing. I love going on a swing. And he says, you know, don't forget about all the other Francophile opportunities in town. And he says, French fries. They swing across each other. And she goes, French toast. And he says, French doors, which I would not even think about. And then they kiss each other. And there's a lot of head movement with Katie Holmes kissing. And he's, he's, he's a very, he's a mouth kisser. Like he really yeah. is. And uh, she goes, French kiss. They didn't even <laughs> French kiss. There was no tongue involved. Um, so wait, <laughs> I wrote, <laughs> that's where I wrote, I love a swing. <laughs> well, so this is not the first time that we sing this. We see this swing set later either. It's not the first time. I mean, we'll see oh, this again. I don't even remember. We will see this swing set again. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'll have to remember it. Why I, I remember this weird stuff, I don't know. <laughs> but we just notice different things. It's so funny. I know. I know. I remember all the important things. You remember all the <laughs> non-important things. <laughs> like, like swing sets. Like swing sets. And wicker furniture. <laughs> well, no, we both remember that. <laughs> um, you just happened to recognize it in this episode, and then I remembered it. I said, oh, yeah, they were wicker baskets. <laughs> it was literally a basket. <laughs> um, so after they kiss, Joey says, the second kiss, the rational one, the one that required thought. And he tells her he found out. He just ignores her. Um, he tells her, he's like, what, what the fuck is she talking about right now? <laughs> the second kiss, the rational one. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> um, anyway, so I Are heard they're replacing... Like- he's like anyway uh keep on talking over there joey i heard they're replacing the rialto with a bigger better theater so i guess we won't be having to watch tv in my bedroom all the time and she's like another fate worse than death (laughs) i have to be in a movie theater with you (laughs) she's like on cloud nine after that kiss and he's like what's wrong with you (laughs) and he's just poking her like what's wrong with you are you okay like they're not on the same page yeah i agree with that Mm -hmm. um so she says she doesn't understand why they have to change something if it already works. And Dawson says, because maybe it'll work even better, which is the writers winking at us, telling us, you know, these two are best friends, but now that they're lovers, it might make it work even better. And but we both it know doesn't. it's not going to happen. Nice wah, try. Wah. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> So, so then he says, all this talk about a second kiss is making me want a third. Uh, so then they go and they make out on the swings again. 
And um, yeah, fades to black. And that's the end of the first episode of the second season called The Kiss, (laughs) which is the rational one. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't very rational uh, for me to watch that. Um, (laughs) No, look, I have to tell you, I really did like the episode. I thought it was, uh, like I said before, it was quick. There was a lot of just catching up with these characters. There's a lot of us trying to figure out with Dawson and Joey how they're navigating now as a couple. And um, I feel like me and you are both seeing that we don't we don't uh, agree with it. <laughs> We're not following it. We don't believe it. I knew um, I was all right. Uh, I completely. So I'm sorry. I'm completely distracted right now. But so this one is titled- shocker jamie <laughs> i'm talking to you and you were literally just like doing something else like usual <laughs> it was bothering me so you said <laughs> what were you doing <laughs> look at my notes so oh. you, you had said the title of this episode and that's what um what got me thinking and that's why i got distracted so i apologize okay. <laughs> i missed whatever you said but <laughs> the title of this episode is called <laughs> Kiss, right? But did you know that we already had a It was called episode? Kiss. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, damn it, you just <laughs> Was that your fun fact? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why they called it the Kiss. Yeah. Well, uh, just and saying. I believe in the actual in the first season Kiss episode, nobody actually kissed each other right i think oh yeah yeah yeah. they did because yeah it was i was confused it was the dance no no it was dance and pilot dance kiss i believe right yes yep or was it pilot Um, kiss dance it's no you're right it's because it's the third episode and i got my notes here it's when joey kisses um the boy on the that's right they go sailing with carson no she's carson (laughs) she's deborah carson Carson. (laughs) So Joey kisses Deborah Carson. <laughs> oh God, I f- <laughs> I'm getting tired. Um, I I feel like we just recorded this like not that long ago. I know it's so, it's so crazy. Me, it's, it's so fresh that I don't know anybody's names. <laughs> I don't remember it either. I don't remember it either. I'm looking it up. It literally, I, J- Jamie. It's so weird. Like you were Joey gets me- her possible first kiss, but we don't. You we we argued about this because I said it was, and you said you you thought she was kissed before. Right. This is oh. when everybody was trying to get their kisses. Like Anderson Crawford. You were close with the Carson. You thought it was. Yeah. Well, she. She gives her name as Deborah Carson. Right. Because it is the fake name. And that's Carson. what I. Deborah Carson. Carson. Do you remember Tamara Jacobs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That remember one I remember. Her? A lot. She was she was a lot there. You know, she was a lot there. Listen to me. Look, okay. Do you remember Bodie? Do you remember how Bessie had a baby? <laughs> Do you remember all these things that we talked about over the past 13 episodes? And I can't believe that next week we're recording the second episode of the second season like it's crazy I know, it's crazy time is flying by i know but next week it's season two episode two titled crossroads and i have no idea what it's about um so <laughs> i'll be excited when i watch it all i know is the picture that's on netflix promoting it it's just a picture of Dawson and his hair looks terrible. I don't know what they were thinking when they cut their hair this season. Even all the promotional pictures of them are like janky. I don't get it. They will never compare to that first season with all their promotional pictures. Like it was just so different. I don't know. Yeah, weird times in the 90s. 
in the early 2000s we had some weird styles happening (laughs) (laughs) some weird Um, stuff was going on but yeah it was a good first episode of the second season i'm excited to get going with this and so why don't you tell everybody where to find you well if you made it this far hopefully you'd still remember where you can find us but i'm at Lynn underscore book lover find Uh me on instagram you can find me anywhere and you can also find other uh places to find creek talk too yep so you can follow us on instagram at creek talk podcast and on twitter at creek talk pod and you can always go to itunes or podchaser and rate and review us because we would love to hear your feedback um that would be fun we want five stars We need five stars. <laughs> but tell them we're funny. Yeah, tell them we you think we're hilarious because we think we are. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely hilarious. Okay. I think we are. I was listening to the episode you were talking about today, and I was laughing back at it because we say the dumbest fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's hysterical. I like our humor. Our humor is it's weird. you, though. You, it's you. Like I laugh back at you at so many things that you say. It cracks me up. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> so just I'm the funny one. <laughs> it's just ridiculous things. I'm like, you're the serious one, about? and I'm the weird one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the serious comedian. You're the wacky comedian. No, you're the comedian. You're the one who doesn't realize that they're funny. <laughs> That's probably spot on. I'm the self-aware one. <laughs> yeah. I just, but, I'm just me. <laughs> I'm just me. I'm just Steven and, and that's just Jamie. And with that, we hope you all have a great weekend. Um, enjoy the fall weather if it's cool near you. Get some pumpkins. Oh, by the time this is out, it's going to be November. So yeah. Happy November. Get your what? Your parka. (laughs) You don't park yet. In November? Uh, Maybe not. Anyway, have a great weekend, everyone. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you next week with another episode. Some people might find their park. Stop. Just stop. Bye. Bye. Bye, Jamie. (laughs) I mean, some people might need their parkas. Okay. Creek talk, talking about the creek. Creek talk, talking about the creek.